deep in London's beating heart lies a wall. I'd like to it be if you know the call. For if the wall steps aside, be not afraid of what you see. Cause the wizard world has opened up as has the Griffins. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Shrieking Shack. This is a Harry Potter reread podcast for lapsed fans. I'm your host, ZC. And I'm Liz. And Liz, we have been contacted by a mysterious benefactor. Ooh. A lot of people last week really enjoyed our exploration, I guess more of a descent, uh, into the world of pins. Yeah, it was a descent. <laughs> we, we, had a, we had a 3D uh, virtual reality adventure. Yeah. Uh, we, we learned all about glow-in-the-dark pins, and we learned about exclusives and uh-huh. trademark symbols. Um, but uh, a mysterious benefactor reached mm-hmm. out mm-hmm. saying, I am part of a big, like, pin collecting community. Okay. And I will ask around and see if anyone knows what the fuck these pins are. Uh, That's exciting. Very exciting. Um, as it turns out, they could not find anyone who has purchased the new Harry Potter pins. <laughs> oh no! Not not a single person. And in, in what I am assuming but is like limited edition. That's right. They're limited. They're special. <laughs> they glow in the dark. They glow. They come. There's in a, a little... PDF that you can check off which ones you have. <laughs> There's a magnetic box. You can stack them. <laughs> so presumably, I I I I imagine uh, that our that our wealthy benefactor here, um, you know, like is is has their finger on the pulse of uh, of the pin collecting community. Sure. Um, and and it's a little worrying that that uh, nobody seems to have picked these things up. Uh, they did, however, reach out to some people, and they found one uh, 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 pin pinhead. I feel like that's a rude thing. That's I. That's it's uh, it's Halloween themed. Oh, there we go. Yeah, it's. Pin, I was thinking like pinhead, like uh, like the insult, and I was like, well, it seems like the correct term, but maybe rude. Is yeah, there maybe be- is there maybe a name that that pin collectors call themselves? Probably pin collectors, huh? Pin collector. That was like pinhead, <laughs> pinster feel like that's probably not not polite either um pinocchio mm, nope running out of pin words yeah um um th- they they passed along some photographs of uh pins from the park oh yeah um which... i assumed they would be the same thing yeah, so we will find out, I guess, is the thing. Okay, cool. Because these pins that I have been sent pictures of, uh, they are definitely not in the same, they, they do not share that, like, minimalist style that we were talking about in the um, the collection last right. week. Right, yeah. Uh, they are much more, I think, what you would kind of expect Harry Potter pins to be. They're, like, based on, like, the movie props. They've got, like lots of uh uh like more classic european graphic design stuff on them there's mm-hmm. a uh macusa macusa one that's like uh it looks like an fbi pin um 
much more what what I think I was expecting when I saw. So like sort of eclectic. Yeah. Across like styles and, yeah. and topics. Yeah, like you might expect Harry Potter to be. Um, I would, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and they do appear to have codes on them. Um, but I don't know if these are the same codes that are meant to be put into the app, but I guess we will find out. Um, yeah. And if not, I have a backup plan. Wonderful. So this is very exciting. These are the, I, I have the app pulled up here. Um, if you are following Do along. I so still have the app? Yeah, but let's check this out. It's, I have an app that's just Harry Potter, so I guess I'll open that and see what happens. I think it's called the Wizarding World app. Nope, now. I opened Hogwarts Mystery. It was just Harry uh, Potter. Okay. I you you I think I remember you sending me a a selfie with the like <laughs> insane 3D sorting hat they put on you. I found it. Wizarding World. Yeah, it smushed my face. I should post that. It's really funny. <laughs> it's really good. It doesn't look like me at all. No, you couldn't. You couldn't, you couldn't pick me out of up, like out of a lineup if you had seen that photo. <laughs> so maybe I'll post it. It's really good. Um. Uh. But uh, if you do have the app, if we go to the like globe icon on the bottom. In the top right, there's a little key icon, and if you press that, that'll take you to the codes area. I'm in password hell. Oh, uh-oh. Why do I need a password to get into the Harry the Potter app? The marketing app. app. The, so they can market to you directly, the consumer. That's okay. <laughs> Pull. Who do you think is the strictest head of house? There we go. We're in. We're in. Who do you think is the strictest head of house? My options are Snape, Flitwick, Sprout, and McGonagall. And it's either Snape or McGonagall, right? I feel, but yeah, I feel like this is really going to come down on kind of a, like, semantic argument on, like, what you consider strict. Right. Also, we don't really know how Snape, like, operates his house. Like, I think that's, that's just a need more information. Yeah, absolutely. All right, but if you go to the, the little globe icon and then the little key icon in the top right and then go to secret codes, this is where we will be putting our passwords. Snape has 69%. Fuck yes. <laughs> I'm nice. sorry. Tell me, I got, I got distracted. <laughs> will you please tell me those instructions a third and final time? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Um, in the bottom row, <laughs> click the globe. Yeah. Uh, the minimalist globe, and then click uh -huh. the minimalist key that's in the top right. And oh, tab, tab over to see. So the enchanted key thing—that is yeah. where we would you put because like the, the the boxes of the pins have like the QR code on them when you buy them. I think that's right. where we use that. Uh huh. But the codes are the ones that are on the pins and also sprinkled throughout the website and stuff. Yeah. So I think most of those are meant to be like literally code words, but these pins that I was sent do have some very conspicuous like n like serial number codes printed on them oh okay so we'll give these a shot and see yeah and see whether that is applicable here so we're gonna go bloody hell so are you gonna like censor that or yeah i'll i'll put a beep over that i think yeah probably i'm gonna hit go it says incorrect. Ah, oh, that's a bummer. So I think whatever if if these are meant to be pu punched in anywhere, it's not this app. That's maybe too bad. it's single use. 
that too. That's another thing. It could be it could be a single use thing. But never mind because I did finally, after a bunch of poking around on the subreddit, find a thread where people were collecting the passwords for the app. Wonderful. So here are the ones that are known. We're going to try a couple here, and then I think we might save the rest for maybe the third segment. Sure. Um, we're going to do a secret code. And we're going to enter in all caps, Salazar. Ooh, it told me, well done. Clever of you. Oh, got a key. <laughs> the- Wait. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Uh, okay, so are you looking at a picture of Tom Felton? I'm looking at a very pink picture of Tom Felton. Uh-huh. Uh, that just says, shrewd and cunning, you're a true Slytherin. Yeah, mine also says July 30th, 2019. Yep. That must well be done. when the code was implemented. Well done. Well tap- done. Tap for a message. Ooh, tap oh. for a message. Oh, you found the first of our secret codes. You're a shoo-in for the Slug Club. This one was easy, but look out for more. And no chi- Uh-oh. Oops. Uh, though we know you Slytherins are all about getting results. We are proving ourselves as Slytherin uh, more and more each passing day. That's right. <laughs> we, we after, after complaining for years on this podcast about the, like, I'm, I'm a Slytherin, just not the racist kind thing, it turns out <laughs> we kind of are exactly that. <laughs> Yeah. We are we are the fandom version of Slytherins. Absolutely. Okay. Uh let's do another one. Secret codes. Um Dragon is a code. Uh enter your secret code. Dragon. I nearly typed Dargon. Okay. Dragon. Well done. You found a hidden secret. The golden trio would be proud. So you don't get shit is what I'm learning. No, you get like a JPEG. This is like a like a gotcha game, except like the JPEGs don't even have any stats. It's like, here's a pic. You've seen this picture of uh, Daniel Ratcliffe. Here it is. You found the first of our secret codes until we hide the next code for you to discover your Hogwarts. Oh, OK. This, I guess this one is assuming that I don't have a house if I. OK, weird. This is very funny. There, so there is a thread where people have compiled these, um, or at least some of them. I have no idea how up-to-date they are, um, but uh, I'm looking forward to maybe trying some more of these later. Wonderful. Um, I mean, like, there's a lot of nothing, kind of, is, is what I'm very excited for. Like, uh, uh, what, what, what can you possibly make satisfying for people buying? Because, like, the, I, I haven't seen any of their, like, the pin codes yet, and, mm-hmm. like... What what is it going to be like? Congratulations, you bought a pin just like Colin Creevy, right? And just a picture of Colin Creevy. Like, what could they possibly put in there? They sure made an app, didn't they? <laughs> it it was a really good sign. Uh, uh, last week when I like remembered right before the episode started recording that it had, it had been a year since they launched the like Wizarding World reboot and did the app and everything. It's weird to see them implement all that stuff because before 
old ye olden Pottermore was like sort of a Neopets um yeah, style yeah. thing where you like got house points and had like a pet and there were like little mini games and stuff and definitely not as like fully fleshed out as, as Neopets was at the time. Yeah. But it's bizarre to see them implementing the same sort of thing, like finding secret codes and doing quizzes, but they already sort of gutted that. It feels like they're going backwards a little bit. Yeah, but and also just like without any of the fun social stuff that Pottermore had. Right. Old Pottermore had, yeah. Uh, well, I'll tell you what's new on WizardingWorld.com. Hmm. Mina Lima discussed their up-and-coming Sorcerer's Stone uh, edition. So they're doing How a... many editions are there of Sorcerer's Stone? Maybe that's a stupid question, but I thought there was already an illustrated edition. There is already an illustrated edition, um, but I guess now there's a... What if, what if instead of a, a, a like, painter... It was a graphic design team illustrating it. Can they go do something else? <laughs> what is Mina Lima's like? They are just like the house Harry Potter uh, like animators. Now, I, I'm kind of surprised like Warner Brothers just hasn't bought them at this point. That kind of must suck for them in a weird way, right? Like unless they're making unless they're raking in the big bucks, which I doubt they are because I feel like. I feel like if they said, we don't want to do this anymore, OWB could say, okay, and find, like, 50 other graphic design houses, right? But, like, mm -hmm. why are they not just, like, part of the company now? It, it, it seems like that's all they do, is just do more editions of Harry Potter, or, like, do prop design for Harry Potter. It's uh, it's kind of crazy. It feels like such a bummer, and, like, I know this is just a me preference thing, but I just really don't like their style no. for harry mm -mm. potter so it's a bummer seeing all of that stuff get pushed only yeah i just i really don't think that like minimalist graphic design stuff is good for harry potter it's such a that's bummer. why all those pins are so weird why are yeah. they all in that style like i i can totally see someone who loves that and wants their harry potter merch to be like that but that's all there is yeah yeah it's really it's just really bland for something that, like, was intentionally eclectic, I feel. Mm -hmm. But anyway, that's Wizarding World. I have a article that went up seven minutes ago. That's scary. Uh, that I, well, not, okay, less than, more than seven now, because we've started recording. But this, this was, this was hot off the press. Yeah. Um, when we, uh, started recording, I was very excited to take a look at it. And the first paragraph really knocked me out. Uh, this is from Yahoo Life, hmm. um, and it says, if I let my kid dress up as Harry Potter for Halloween, am I contributing to transphobia? And here's the, here's the, the real rub here. Okay. I think, I think you might know where this is going. Killjoy, Halloween hater, PC police, Karen. I've been called much worse than that for the stories I've written over the years about why certain Halloween costumes are tasteless and hurtful to people. My rule has always been if a marginalized group or someone in that group says a thing is offensive to them, take them at their word and don't wear it. The let kids be kids argument doesn't fly with me because on the other end of that is a kid who will be hurt. Imagine then, if I would, going up against everything I've been saying and allowed my son to dress as Harry Potter this Halloween. <laughs> a real... They've gotten themselves in a real pickle, haven't they? A real conundrum. 
<laughs> a real this is kid- a stupid this is a stupid problem <laughs> it's a very this is a no- this is a non-problem <laughs> it's a non-problem and i just i love i love i love just coming out of the gate swinging being like okay i know you would expect me to do the thing i always say i'm doing but here's the thing what if i didn't what if i didn't do that this time <laughs> what if no one cares <laughs> So, is their kid going to be Harry Potter for Halloween? I've just, I'm kind of skimming here. Uh, my son is a huge Potterhead. He wants to read nothing else, talks about nothing else, draw and paint, nothing else. Um, ooh, drama. Mm. I know you love Harry Potter, but you can't dress as him for Halloween, I told him. It would hurt other people's feelings. This time, <laughs> my own husband called me a Karen. Oh, oh my god. Oh, no. <laughs> The highest insult imaginable, even though he loves and admires his cousin. Is this how people live? (laughs) Is brand my friend? (laughs) How firmly do you stand on principle, even when the price is disappointing your child? Is it really that awful to dress up as a fictional character so popular as to basically have an existence separate from the creator? So. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So they texted a trans person they know who told yeah. them. So we're just passing this around, like <laughs> passing this question around until someone says, yes, your kid can dress as Harry Potter. for. How old is this kid? Seven Distract him old. with something else. Get him get into it, Fortnite. Like buy him a Marvel DVD or Ooh, like yeah. get him some V-Bucks or. <laughs> just get him into. <laughs> Here's the problem. You, the, the, we'll, you'll get him into Marvel and he'll want to be Star-Lord. It's like, sorry, you can't dress up as Chris Pratt either. Right, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Or Iron Man. Oh, here we go. They did, they did, they did eventually get to the thing we were suggesting here. Hmm. Uh, In case this was all a cliffhanger for you, my kid is excited to be dressing as the raccoon from Secret Pizza Party. So it was extremely easy. It was extremely easy. Pick pick something else. I, I love this, this like, I think that. It is very funny to in a in a quest <gasps> that is nominally about like uh, lessening someone else's pain <laughs> to just keep on bringing it up to like hey uh can can my kid uh, dress up as like the transphobes character is that cool I'm just gonna ask a bunch of people directly affected by this is this cool can I do this <laughs> <laughs> not doing the thing you think you're doing just kind of the opposite outcome there i think yeah thank you yahoo life for that yeah thank you yahoo life not heard of uh, them before actually i'm not a yacht i mean like i don't know what i don't i'm not surprised i don't make a habit out of reading yahoo but it like popped up in a news alert like literally right before we started recording and i was like "Uh uh-oh this is this is the good stuff yeah this is truly the dilemma of life and stuff like this can i keep liking brand is brand my friend is there a way for me to not have to change anything how to explain brand to my (laughs) seven-year-old yeah there's um i don't know there's there's not much else in the news jk rowling is is kind of absent again tom felton got a tiktok which i have been purposely avoiding because i think his cameos are scary enough for me Mm. um i dread to think what those are like they could be great. I don't know. I'm just, you know, I, the the cameos all being 
him in like increasingly dark locations muttering at the camera i feel like tiktok they might even the tiktok ones might be even even more intimidating mm-hmm. did i send you the one where he was like in an alley in london yeah <laughs> there's one where he's just like in an, in an alley in london and he's like looking around like he's making sure no one's following him and he goes i'm coming at you from the london streets <laughs> <laughs> really <laughs> really really something i love you tom big big fan um he doesn't know what's going on he doesn't well he's trying to organize a harry potter uh reunion of all the actors and crew so i feel like like i said i don't think he gets the news he doesn't know what's going on um he's on the streets he's in the he's in the in the theme park forest um, he's skateboarding right yeah he's uh playing the last oh wait no i was about to say he's playing the last of us but that's uh that's Neville. Neville's a big PlayStation head. Mm. Um, well, so there we go. No news, but some exciting secret codes. Um, I guess this leaves us with nothing but... Wasn't there Fantastic Beast news? Or am I? have I cast my mind way far mm. back in time? Is there Fantastic Beasts news? Oh! There is. It was, yeah, it was from Friday of last week. You were right. Um, I know you posted about it, but I just think it's the funniest thing. WB reportedly shooting Fantastic Beasts 3 to be able to reduce Johnny Depp's role if need be. That was the, that was the thing that last week. That is enticing. That is so good to me. The Warner Bros. casting department has been suffering I a lot of love, usual. I love, <laughs> yeah. I, I love this idea that they know that there's a problem where they would need to reduce him being in the movie, but are not doing it in such a way that they could ever take him fully out of the movie. That, it's so good. I like the the <laughs> idea of minimal. Like we we're gonna have like, well, we can cut him out mostly, but we're gonna still have like the back of his head in a hologram or something. <laughs> Like, maybe I'm making some sort of moral stand and I'm like, I will not see this movie if Johnny Depp is in it because he's a bad guy. But then it's like, oh, but we reduced it. It's like, oh, well, is it like 5% he's in it? I guess I guess that's okay. I guess I'll see a movie with 5% Johnny Depp, but any more than that, and I'm boycotting. I wonder if it's if they've gotten it down to the point where it can kind of be similar to um, the first movie, where it, like, because they had Colin Farrell as him for, like, most yes, of the movie. That's right. And I'm wondering if it's going to be, like, either Grindelwald is, like, in his castle and just, like, issuing orders for most of the movie and you can't see him or hear him. And it's, like, mm-hmm. just characters secondhand saying, like, Grindelwald says we have to storm this bridge or whatever, right? Um, and then maybe he shows up at the very end of the movie in, like, one shot. That's possible. I'm also... I'm, I'm considering this angle. and And I think that this one... It sounds ridiculous, but I think that it is it is cursed enough that it might work. Mm-hmm. So, you know what's really big with merchandising? Hmm. Characters with cool helmets. Yeah. What if they give Grindelwald a cool helmet? 
Mm. And you can't see that it's Johnny Depp. And it might not even be Johnny Depp under the helmet for most of the filming. <laughs> uh-huh. And he doesn't have any speaking lines or he has like a voice filter. And he's got like a Sauron, like, I'm Grindelwald. Like, he's got like a, right. like a scary, like, robot voice or something. Yeah. Do, like, I could what see. What would the helmet be? though like, like what a is skull a, what is a, mask maybe <laughs> what is a wizardy helmet because he's got like okay there it, uh we open in meteor res uh-huh grindelwald is fighting off some orders or something in his castle um and he's 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 ripping them up he's just he's just absolutely taking them to town um it is johnny depp but it's shot you know, like it's kind of shot in that like handheld cinema uh shaky cam way so you can't really see him very much and Mm -hmm. also the lighting is really dark um you know it's 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 lit by the 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 spells coming out of their wands right very dramatic yeah um and he's 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 handily dispatching these orders Mm -hmm. until uh one of them uh like just gets him real good in the chest or something Mm-hmm. And he flies backwards and he <laughs> knocks into his like curio's cabinet. Yeah. And he breaks the skull bong in half. Uh-oh. Uh and then now now Grindelwald is pissed. Right. And so he he uh blows this guy up. Just just he uses, I don't know, he, I'm trying thinking of like a twisted villain way to kill someone in Harry Potter. Uh he puts his wand in the guy's mouth and he bombards him and makes his head explode. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That'd Boom. be cool. Yeah. Uh, and then um, he, but the thing is, when he was injured by the by the aura, when he you know we got blasted across the room, it fucked up his face. Oh no! And so he puts on the skull mask, yeah, like the, the broken piece of the skull. And he's like, "This is my cool helmet now." Mm-hmm. There's there's my intro for Fantastic Beasts three, and then we just don't see that it's Johnny Depp for the rest of the movie. Also, he got hit in like the vocal cords, so he sounds all fucked up too because it's a voice actor now. That's so crazy. <laughs> I think all the Johnny Depp stands in the audience will be crying. They'll be like, no, his handsome face. His handsome face. That's a, but see, it works on so many levels because, because it won't, they won't, they won't be going like, how could you take Johnny out of the film? They're saying like, oh no, I, I connect with this character now. Right. I feel so yeah. sad. His, his beautiful, like puffy face has been, has been, uh, <laughs> <laughs> has been blown apart. By- <laughs> they sort of give him weird eyes in the movie, right? Yeah. Does he have like heterochromia or are they he's just got, like weird and bright blue? He's got like, I think he's got heterochromia. He's got That's like how you one... know it's him. He's like, you can see him through the skull mask. Yeah. Like, oh, but I he's... can see his, his freaky Grindelwald eyes. And I think a mask, because the thing is, he's got like that weird, like, like I think it's supposed to make him look like ethereal. Like the <laughs> kind of like the like, po- like the, the like this really soft white makeup they give him, right? Yeah. But it just sort of makes him look like he like just ate or something, you know? Like he, yeah. He, he looks like he looks like he just stepped outside and it's really cold, and he's like, right? Ooh, ooh I, feel, I don't feel so good. <laughs> um, so they could kind of get around that a little bit too, perhaps with uh, with some with some clever mask application. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This movie's going to be really good. This movie, you know that when you hear, when you're constantly hearing about <laughs> how 
uh, hard it is to film the movie about how they're not sure which actors are going to be in it. Uh, uh, and, uh, they might have to minimize the main villain's role a little <laughs> bit. That's all great stuff. Yeah. That's not even, we haven't even heard anything about Ezra Miller. Right. Cause they're in some shit too. I, I uh, think, I think that they must, I think WB must be just hoping that's all going to be forgotten. And I think that it will. That um, is honestly the craziest one to me. Like, yeah, the Johnny Depp stuff is not good, but it's I think like the 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 like public opinion and like the the case is so muddy at this point and it's been going on for so long that I think it's maybe easier to ignore for a studio like WB. Uh, yeah, probably. I mean, like, like I don't mean that like that that's a good thing, right? But I just think it's like I I think that public opinion has swayed back and forth on it enough for them to kind of take that one on the chin. Yeah. And I also think Johnny Depp is so much more established. established. Yeah. And like, and there, there is sort of that, even from a public opinion standpoint, it's like, no, they're not going to not let Johnny Depp keep making movies. Right. That's yeah. Johnny Depp, you know, exactly. like he's just, you can't, I mean, you should, but you can't just get rid of him. Right. <laughs> Ezra Miller, on the other hand, it's like there, you know, there was just a video of them slamming someone against the ground. Like it's pretty open and shut really. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a lot more. Uh, what like, else have they been in? So they're in um, Justice League. They're the Flash. And I think that's the other big, because that's the other big WB property they're in is, is, uh, is, is the Flash. And, and they're supposed to play the main guy in the new Flash movie and have like their own, uh, like tentpole picture. Did that get canceled? I don't think we don't maybe know. Maybe just push back indefinitely. We haven't heard anything about Flash in a long time. I think. Does anyone um, like the Flash? Well, I think it'll offend any Flash stands. It's say. extra fucked up because it's like, they've also got the, um, Justice League cut coming. The Snyder cut. Right. So, yeah. like, it, it does it, do do future DC what what movie do future DC movies take as like the canon thing for like the sequel? Right. right. Really confusing at this point. Um. Uh. But uh. But yeah, I feel like I feel like Ezra Miller has appeared in a lot of uh indie stuff as well. Um. But I think I think Fantastic Beasts was was their like their big break and then justice league just Ezra Miller filmography uh film oh oh that's right they're in we, we need to talk about kevin which is a great movie um, mm, mm -hmm. uh, but again smaller uh kind sure. of art, art house film yeah um yeah, it basically until Fantastic, it's like it's all art house and and indie stuff until uh 2015 bit part in the comedy Trainwreck and then 2016 it's Batman versus Superman uh Suicide Squad Fantastic Beasts Justice League Wow, so some really good ones, huh? <laughs> Just a string of hits. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't think I don't think they've been uh like in anything else big besides this Marvel stuff, which is all or not Marvel, DC. Sorry, 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 don't shoot me, everybody. Um DC stuff, uh which is all under the WB umbrella along with Fantastic Beasts. So like 
that's the thing, right? Is it's like if if they cut Ezra Miller out of Fantastic Beasts, they've got to cut the Flash, and so it's sort of. I guess that's maybe the motivation to not to to, to try and weather the storm, because that's that's hampering two film productions, not just one. What if? They kicked J.K. Rowling out of Harry Potter, mm-hmm. and WB put Harry Potter in the DC universe. Oh wow! Okay, okay. I'm se- I'm seeing the pieces are coming together for me. <laughs> uh huh. Post credit sequence. Uh huh. In in the next Justice League or whatever film. Yeah. A kid with glasses appears. Right, yeah. Ooh, that's tantalizing. <laughs> I mean, I feel like the way that Harry Potter is, it, like, every everything is becoming superheroes, right? Like, that yeah. is the, the cultural thrust um, yeah. of the last however many years. And so Harry Potter's been a little bit superhero-ified, I think. Um, especially in sort of the new movies, just being like kind of normal blockbusters. So mm-hmm. I think that that I think that's the next um, stage in evolution is just just uh, put put Hogwarts in the DC universe. Who cares? <laughs> well, I hate to say this, uh-huh. but this is really happening in a way mm. because that is exactly the plot of the new Space Jam. What <laughs> the the new Space Jam movie that has LeBron James in it? Uh-huh. Instead of being exclusively Looney Tunes, okay. uh, LeBron James puts together a basketball team, uh, including uh, uh, what appears to be in the leaked footage, the Joker, Voldemort, and some other WB. I think like the Wicked Witch of the West is in there. Just some some great. Are you kidding me? No, this is not a joke. Hmm. <laughs> I guess the thing I was saying wasn't a joke either. <laughs> everything is crossovers do they appear as cartoons or is it like voldemort as voldemort so it's all from like shaky cam leaked footage okay so it's sort of hard to tell um like how exactly they're gonna do it because there's like a guy that everyone assumes is like voldemort because he's wearing like robes and has like the snake nose and stuff there's like pennywise the clown um sure there's uh, uh wb owns pennywise the mask guy um so yeah that's that's floating around out there i guess okay well everything is crossover so why not it was so cute when the lego movie did it and then i think it opened pandora's box that's yeah. kind of like i i remember when the lego movie was like being like teased i was like there's no way you could make this funny this this is going to be a a, an hour-long commercial i mean it is a commercial but like i was like this there's no way this can be cute turns Mm -hmm. out that movie is kind of cute uh everything since then has been just just swill being blasted out of a hose at the audience every every hour uh uh it's 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 awful this crossover thing has to stop (laughs) these interconnected universes have to die loved when batman was on like scooby-doo yeah that's all right enough (laughs) enough of this no more (laughs) wonder if scooby-doo will be in the basketball movie yeah i wonder oh raggy i'm gonna rue a runk is that what he would say 
Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah. Well, yeah, thank you for the reminder. I completely forgot that we did have that Fantastic Beast news last week. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but now I think it is time for us to get into our chapter for the week. <sighs> this is going to be a tough one. It's real sad. Yeah, I mean, I hope I don't tear up as I <laughs> as I talk about this. Uh-huh. Um, this is chapter 23. It's called Malfoy Manor. Uh, as we remember from last week. Harry, in a fit of something, yelled out Voldemort's name, and Ron said, No, Harry, it's taboo! And they're surrounded by Snatchers. Um, Before the Snatchers can confront them in the tent, Hermione hits Harry with a spell that makes his face swell up. Like, all the way. Like, can barely see. His face is big and shiny and horrible. The Snatchers have (laughs) captured them. Fenrir Greyback's there. And they kind of, like go up to them and it is apparent that they don't know who they are. They like weren't targeted because they were Harry, Ron and Hermione. Um, so, so they sort of give fake names. Harry says he's someone named Vernon Dudley and Slytherin. Ron says he's Stan Shunpike and Hermione says that she's Penelope Clearwater. Um, they're sort of given away. They, they kind of know that Ron isn't Stan Shunpike. Um, uh, and we also, it's like Greyback and Scabier, um, which I guess is a name. <laughs> that we have to know now. Um, they also see that uh, along, uh, they've also, they have two other captives that they're trying to turn in for some money because they're sort of like bounty hunters, I guess. And it's Dean Thomas and and Grip Hook, which are like the surviving members of that camp that we heard was um, killed. We heard on the, on the Brave podcast last week. Um, so we're kind of getting the impression that like this isn't like a targeted thing. It's like these are just some low lives that are on the hunt for easy money by turning in kids to the evil government. Um, after sort of a long back and forth where they're like trying to like litigate who they are and like looking them up on a list and being like, oh, you're Muggleborn, so you'll be worth it. Oh, you're a blood traitor. You're Ron Weasley. They sort of start to figure it out. And the big thing that they find is they find Gryffindor's sword. Um, in the tent and also like a newspaper, I think that says like, here's Hermione Granger and she's traveling with Harry Potter and they, and they put it all together and they're like, Oh, you with the swollen face, you're Harry Potter, aren't you? Um, and, and they realize that they, uh, have, have found a, a high value target here. Um, they kind of try to figure out what to do. Um, simultaneously to all of this, Harry is having visions of Voldemort who is going to a prison to interrogate someone. Um, so that's just kind of like interspersed in all of here. Um, uh, so I won't mention it again. Um, <laughs> they end up disapparated by the Snatchers to Malfoy Manor to try to figure out what to do and to contact Voldemort. Um and we recognize Malfoy Manor from the chapter earlier. And we see like Lucius's white peacock um, out there. So we're like, oh, it's the Malfoys. Um, they go inside. Uh, Narcissa, Lucius, again, we're getting the impression that they're sort of in disgrace. Um, and they spend some time trying to figure out if this is really Harry Potter. Because if they call Voldemort here and it's not Harry Potter, they're going to be in big trouble. Um, they call Draco to look and Draco's not looking too hot. Um, but he's like kind of reluctant and he like won't look at it. And he's like, I don't know. I can't tell. Maybe it's maybe not him. I don't know. Uh, so he's sort of uncooperative. Um, Bellatrix shows up, sees Gryffindor's sword and freaks out. 
um, she, you know, they they had kind of figured out. They're like, yes, this is this is probably Harry Potter. We should call Voldemort. Bellatrix says, absolutely not. I need to find out where they got this sword. Voldemort's going to be so pissed if he gets here and sees that the sword is here. Um, and so she commands Greyback to take Ron and Harry and the others down to the cellar dungeon uh, while she tortures Hermione about the sword. Um, Hermione's getting tortured, and we can sort of hear it. We're, we're locked in the cellar. Ron is very upset. Um, and uh, we also find out that Luna is in the cellar. Um, Ollivander's in the cellar. They've been prisoners for a while. Luna is able to untie them. Um, they overhear Bellatrix torturing Hermione and being like, where'd you get this sword? Um, Hermione eventually, um, says that it's a fake, that it's a copy. Um, Harry goes through his bag while he's, like, trying to figure out what to do, and he grabs, like, the mirror shard that we have, Sirius's mirror, and he sees a blue eye in it, and he thinks it's Dumbledore, and is like, please help me, you know, uh, we need something. Uh, her, like, Harry tells Griphook the goblin, because Bellatrix is like, we're gonna call the goblin to say if the sword is real, and Harry's like, don't tell them the sword's real. Um, Dobby appears... And Yay! Dobby's here. He's like, I'm here to help. He disapparates Luna, Dean, and Ollivander to Shell Cottage. Um, but because he teleported away and it made a sound, Wormtail comes down to investigate. And they attack him. Harry's getting choked up by Wormtail, but reminds Wormtail that he saved his life. Wormtail hesitates. Because of his hesitation, his silver hand from Voldemort turns on him and chokes him to death. Um, Bellatrix calls Griphook up, who lies for them, says the sword is fake. Satisfied, Bellatrix calls Voldemort. Harry gets another vision where he's like, oh, Voldemort's flying over, um, to get in range to teleport. Um, <laughs> Harry and Ron are there to fight. Um, they knock out some of the Malfoys. Um, Dobby, but they're kind of, like, Bellatrix pulls Hermione aside and has a knife and is like, I'm gonna cut her, I'm gonna cut her throat if you fight me anymore. Uh, but Dobby drops a chandelier on her head. Uh, and then grabs Harry, Ron, and um, and Hermione, and Griphook, I think, as well, and teleports them away. As they're, like, traveling in the in the apparating, Harry feels like something's wrong with Dobby. They arrive, they find out Griphook's okay, but horror of horrors, there's a knife through Dobby's chest that Bellat Bellatrix threw, um, and he falls dead. That's the end of the chapter. What is there to say about Dobby? Uh, <laughs> D stands for daring. Yeah. O stands for something. Outstanding. Outstanding, yeah. B stands for... We're going to need two Bs. Brave. Brave. Uh, bold. Mm-hmm. And the Y stands for young because we are going to see young dobby in the video game i feel it in my bones then he died too young that's right oh that's also yes dobby died too young absolutely <laughs> <laughs> you know how we've talked about like moments in 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 this series and other stuff we've read for the show like looking for alaska and stuff um yeah. how like there are moments where even in books where i'm not actually that invested just like because in abstract someone dying is sad, like yeah. these, these books have made us sad. Uh -huh. I was shocked reading this at how 
Especially considering how much I love Dobby. We love Dobby here. We love Dobby here. Uh, that this death scene must be just mostly just kind of made me laugh. That's messed up. That's a it's... messed up thing to say about Dobby. <laughs> it's not about Dobby. It's about Joe. It's about it's about the way the way this whole thing is constructed. We'll we'll get to the death <laughs> scene, but like this is a better send off for the thing we've called the uh, fuckfest in Hagrid's hut yeah. than it is for Dobby as a character. Right. This is a staggeringly layered construction of Fuckfest and Hagrid's <laughs> Hut storytelling. Mm-hmm. An entire chapter devoted to the storytelling technique of Fuckfest and Hagrid's Hut. That's the right. The amount of characters that show up to contribute absolutely nothing. <laughs> uh, the way that more people just kind of keep showing up to do one thing uh do the you way- think this the, is this the ultimate fuck fest I, in hagrid's hut like i'm i'm going through them all in my head yeah thinking back i really like the one um in madame rosmerda's where where, where the minister <laughs> of magic tells her all of the confidential details of the crime while um harry ron and hermione are like under the invisibility cloak maybe under the table <laughs> no harry's under a table yeah. I, and that was like really up there for me but i think this one maybe takes the cake well so here's the thing i think that the one in madame rosmerda's that's like the um that's the perfect version of the standard form. Uh-huh. That that's like um that that is the like I'm just trying to think of like a comparison here. Uh that is the uh three cheers for sweet revenge of the fuckfest in Hagrid's guys. Like wow, you did Love it. that. You did a you did a perfect emo pop punk album. Yes. Uh, uh, one and done. Mastered the craft. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> this is Black Parade. Mm. This is this is you. Okay, we know that you can do the other thing, <laughs> uh-huh. but now you're what doing. What if we gave it. you a snare drum? <laughs> you're you're bringing in uh, uh, new storytelling elements. You're bringing yeah. you're bringing in new genre influences to pepper throughout <laughs> the album. Um, you, you, you've, you've, uh, you've decided that, you know, hey, we've mastered the old form. It's time for something new. Uh, so, you you know, you're, you're throwing some glam rock in there. You're throwing some storytelling beats in there. Mm -hmm. Um, this is, this is the showing off fuckfest in Hagrid's Hut. Yeah. This is the, like, I can, I can create a fuckfest so stupid. It takes place over three locations with two dozen characters. <laughs> the thing about the thing about Madame Rosmerda's though, like for as like kind of stupid as that is, stupid and wonderful, we still did need that information. Yeah. Like it like a that poor like purpose. that that exposition was so silly and ridiculous and the circumstances are bizarre, but it's like we we needed every part <laughs> Of the information given to us. Yes, that is true. Did we need this? There is a lot of stuff in this chapter that we absolutely <laughs> did not need. 
<laughs> but we got it. But well, boy, howdy, did we get it. That's a great segue to bring us into the first part of this chapter. Yeah. Which is the absolutely <laughs> incomprehensible who's on first routine that these snatchers are doing with each other for the first, is, like, ten fucking pages. That is fully there to be a dead end. There is no reason for this at all. What <laughs> what what do we actually learn from this scene about anything? Like, not even just, like, the plot. Like, about the characters. There's nothing in this sequence of value. I know less than <laughs> when I started re- reading this. No, that's true, because this chapter... Uh, and, and this scene as well introduces new concepts for us in like the eleventh hour. Like, like yeah. we we've we've joked about it with like the Horcrux and like the Deathly Hallows stuff, but there's like fundamental Harry Potter lore that is <laughs> spoken into being in this chapter as if it's something we've known all along. That is radically different than anything we've understood about this world so far yeah um so the snatchers they appear snatchers snatchers snatch Snatch them snatch them um snatchers appear and harry has had his face gunked up by hermione's stinging jinx um they then proceed to uh wonder allowed who is this guy with the <laughs> fucked up face damn that's too bad that his face is all fucked up i assume that stinging jinxes are like a known thing i assume this is not like a, a, a <laughs> radical move that hermione i mean i think here. that when they get to malfoy manor even maybe it's lucius that just says i think that's a stinging jinx yeah. <laughs> um so so they're they're they are completely they're really stumped by this stumped one. by this one and they're like well fuck i okay I, I i've got these two normal faces here but this guy's face is all fucked up i i guess we've got to play we've got to do the the what color is the boathouse at hereford base thing it uh uh-huh. from ronin with harry here oh he aced it he aced it because he's like because because you know he gives a fake name and he says he's in slytherin yeah and uh, 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 Fenrir is like I sorry. I, I, keeping track of the number of characters who show up in this chapter is kind of difficult. Fenrir says, "Oh well." Oh, we you're a, a Slytherin. Of- Name every snake then. <laughs> and Harry does it. He names every single snake, and uh-huh. this really gets Fenrir too. Oh, he's like, "Damn it! Damn it!" I love it. He must be in Slytherin. I, I love that so much because normally when villains like ask that kind of question of a protagonist and the protagonist answers back, like answering the question is not actually helping them, right? Like they'll just get punched in the face or the or the the villain will go to plan B. Uh there is something very funny about JK Rowling envisioning this like classic, you know, spy thriller move. <laughs> And, but just imagine, like, what if what if answering the right question actually made them believe you? <laughs> also, the way Harry answers it is very funny. Um, like, he doesn't just give the facts uh, of the Slytherin common room. He specifically talks about, like, the, the ambiance. <laughs> oh, it's, like, it's so green because the, the lake. And as you walk in, it's underwater and you're cast with a green glow. It's like, Harry, <laughs> very poetic. Harry's just freestyling. <laughs> 
for Fenrir. And Fe- uh-huh. that's actually why Fenrir's impressed. It's oh, nothing- he's like, oh, do you want to join my troop? <laughs> exactly, a fellow improv head. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, we take classes down at UCB on the weekends if you want to come down. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, the this 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 conversation goes on for a while and they are all stumped by all of the answers being given to them. They 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 believe that Harry is a Slytherin. Uh they uh I guess like the, the Stan Shunpike one is is funny because of course they would know who Stan Shunpike is because he's also a snatcher, I think, at this point, right? Or yeah, or something. He's he's he is he is being or he's imperious, imperious or something. Yeah, he's, he's part of the crew, so that was a stupid right. name. Um, I think my favorite one is the accidental brilliant Joker Hermione uh, mm. characterization here of her mm-hmm. just throwing a random Ravenclaw under the bus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's like, oh, I'm Get Penelope Clearwater. Yeah, fuck you, Penelope. <laughs> Just absolutely destroying Penelope Clearwater. <laughs> just giving her up to the Gestapo. Kind of fucked up, Hermione, but you do you, I guess. Um uh, yeah, the this whole sequence is a comedy of errors until they find the sword and then they figure it and, and that's this is the part that just drives me crazy, is that absolutely nothing about the story would have changed if they just immediately found the sword. There's, there's, because the sword is what convinces them that they've got to go to Malfoy Manor. There's no like other option that almost happens, right? Because, because Fenrir can't call Voldemort because we learned that, uh, I guess that the, the new lore about the pager system that the death that the Death Eaters have being two way, mm-hmm. um, uh, like there was nothing else he could do, so they were always going to go to Malfoy Manor. So why did we need? the the like the 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 what colors the boathouse uh uh routine it also was like a combination of the sword and a and a newspaper like it's just like weirdly weirdly extraneous why is they reading the newspaper like in the middle of like is one of them just walking like they're they're going around doing their like kid kidnapping stuff uh, yeah and but one of them is just like wow Damn, George Will has another op-ed in the in the newspaper. He's getting more and more conservative. Like, what are, what are they what are they doing? Like, just look opening <laughs> newspapers to like convenient passages uh, in the middle of this like operation. I feel like we will consistently talk about Greyback throughout this chapter, but oh, I do want to like float yeah. this to start, which is why is he a snatcher? Right. What made him take up this new? job and seemingly lesser job is the main thing he's he's his character sort of de-escalated for this scene yeah like Fenrir in book six uh was trusted enough to come along for the killing Dumbledore job right which is like the most uh extreme thing the Death Eaters have ever done um and you pointed out as well Dumbledore was so like worried about Fenrir that he had Lupin go undercover for a year in the improv troupe right. to follow him. So Yeah, like super secret important mission, right? <laughs> those like, were the two those were the two missions that we knew about that the Order of the Phoenix was doing and it was sending Hagrid to 
to talk to the giants and yeah. sending Lupin undercover to try to convince other werewolves to not join Greyback. Yeah. Yeah, like like the Fenrir was supposed Fenrir was more or less supposed to be like a faction leader, right? Like he was the he was like the wild card uh yeah, alongside the giants. It, it felt like he was like had his own agenda, which appeared to be turning into a werewolf on purpose next to orphanages <laughs> in order to kill as many children as possible. Because he's um, that fucked up. Because ah! he's an ext- extremely sicko, fucked up guy. But it seemed like he had sort of a loose allegiance with Voldemort that they kind of wanted the same things or like he thought that Voldemort's plot being furthered would just allow him to be more of a sicko right. in his like his like normal life. Yeah. So how did he become like a weird grunt? I I think that I think that she is trying to make a point here. I just think it's really stupid. Yeah, it's I mean it's it's supposed to be a like I mean it's it's the classic like uh uh you know like like first first day in history class question like why did the Japanese team up with Germany in World War II if the if the Axis didn't like non-white people uh, right thing right it's like the 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 age old gotcha question about history stuff yeah and it's just kind of like she's not really equipped to like because because we don't we don't know anything about like the social structure of werewolves we don't know anything about uh uh what even the threat of werewolves is really we don't know what their society is like we don't know what wizarding society's interaction with them is and so it's just sort of like this really lame point i mean it, it this is a quote that has been kicking around in my head for a long time um because of like the jk rowling mask off stuff yeah um but there is a uh a habit people have of pointing to um a thing jk rowling said you know oh this is so ironic that she's become such a big transphobe uh because she said this thing about how like oh bigotry is the thing she hates the most right yeah but no one ever looks at the second half of that quote mm-hmm uh, and here it is, because bigotry is the thing I detest most, all forms of intolerance, the whole idea of that which is different from me is necessary evil. Uh, I feel, I really like to explore the idea that difference is equal and good, but there's another idea that I like to explore too. <laughs> Oppressed groups are not, generally speaking, people who stand firmly together. No, sadly, they kind of subdivide amongst themselves and fight like hell. That's human nature, so that's what you see here. Huh. Yeah. This world of wizards and witches, they're already ostracized, and then from within themselves, they've formed a loathsome pecking order. So, J.K. Rowling kind of had, already has some interesting thoughts about, like, how minority groups work. Um, so, when reading reading this stuff about Fenrir Greyback, uh, you know, being kind of rused into helping the wizard Nazis who who all hate him, I, I just couldn't help but but think of that quote and go... Big, big thinking emoji. Yeah, yeah, and I and I think like, God, she sucks so much. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's so bad. She always sucked. Yeah. It's, I want people to know that. But the other thing is, is that I think that like, I I can tell the point that she's trying to make with Fenrir's story, whether or not I like agree with mm-hmm. it or think that it's useful or good. Or but well, at the same well time, it is. 
it is purely referential, which is like another problem that keeps coming up where exactly. it's like, yes, I understand what's happening to him because I understand that it is a reference to another thing. It is a reference to the like history gotcha. Like, yeah. wow, he allied with people that hate him and see like see where he ends up. But it doesn't do anything for it's not telling that story. <laughs> it's just like, yes, I know that reference. It's it's all just kind of a tasteless mush because the snatchers are just like the gestapo right like it's 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 not present there's no veneer over it that like even gives it that like fun for a kid's book version of this thing right it's just like no this is literally uh just wizard gestapo but 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 for like straight white kids um and, and it's like it's a little galling. I mean, like, it's 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 hard to say that I'm, like, straight up offended by it. And more that I'm just, like, I look at it and I'm, like, how did, how did her editor or her publisher or, like, anyone reading at the time, how did this one, how did no one read this and go, like, this is fucking, not only is it tasteless, it's just sort of boring. It's unforced error on her part to, like, evoke this, you know, really heavy shit. But then, like, kind of not do anything with it. It she just coasts entirely on the fact that, in abstract, yeah, I am horrified by the Gestapo, right? Like, that's not talent on her part. That's just like referencing history stuff. I know that's bad. Yeah, and again, like, I I think this can be sort of a cheap criticism, but I think it works here, sort of in the similar way to like the um, like. Well, what would have been different if they didn't have this like mistaken identity thing at the beginning? I guess what would be different if it was Greyback just looking to to catch and and deliver Harry Potter to Voldemort? Right. Like I, like, I don't know why it has to be this. What if it was Greyback and a bunch of other werewolves looking for people to eat, and then they almost right. eat them, and then they say, "Wait a minute, this is Harry Potter and Hermione Granger and Ron Weasley." Okay, we're going to Malfoy Manor. Yeah. We're going to make a bunch of money. Right. And then we can buy, uh, we can rent out a, a whole theater space for our troupe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's really confusing. It's like, I, none of this stuff matters, and it doesn't characterize, any, like, I think the only, I think really the only thing that this scene actually introduces is the new, I, at least I think it's new, Um, the, the idea that the dark mark is two-way. Mm-hmm. Which I'm pretty sure is new. I I was poking around on the Harry Potter lexicon, um, and the only reference I could see about it being used to summon Voldemort was citing Book Seven. But it, I mean that that could mean anything, right? Like I, I I don't remember that being how the Dark Mark worked. Yeah, I mean this is kind of petty and a little bit like I don't know nitpicky, but it it feels like it takes a lot of the power of the dark mark away in that it just is really just like a literal pager between them whereas i think that like before it felt more like something that voldemort did to exert power over people like what the fact that they can use it to talk to him i don't know that (laughs) seems lame to me i mean it'll come up later but the the dilemma they have over like whether or not they should press the dark mark to call him is very funny because it it really just reads <laughs> like like oh I don't want to bug my boss it's it's not it's past ten p.m. it's really it it really lowers the like the drama a bit right right yeah like like Fenrir like the the, the big like 
I guess one piece of characterization you can take away from it is like, yeah, Fenrir is not trusted enough to have a dark mark, even though he was like the guy who killed, was there to kill Dumbledore, right? Like, kind of weird that he's been demoted to just kind of being a like a snatcher guy. Um, but yeah, the dark mark is like scary for the Death Eaters. Like, the big thing in book four was that it was lighting up after years of being like gone. And Karkaroff was freaking the fuck out about it, right? He's just yeah. he like, I, I, I can't show anyone this. I don't want, I don't want to to go back. I, you know, you've got to help me to Snape. Blah blah blah. Um, it it was yeah, like you say, like it's a brand, it's a cattle brand, right? Like it's not mm-hmm. a, it's not a cell phone. Yeah, and it's like he can make you go to him at any time. Yeah, you have no choice. Yeah. So the idea, the idea that you can just like ping him, <laughs> send him a notification. Really funny stuff. Weird, weird to make it a two way thing. Yeah. So that's one cluster. That's that's part one of the clusterfuck in in Hagrid's hut. It's in the tent this time. They find they they spend all this time arguing about who these people are. They finally find the sword, and they're like, okay, we've got to we've got to talk to someone about this. They zoop away to Malfoy Manor, um, and we are introduced, reintroduced to some of our favorite characters, all of the Malfoys, and also all Bellatrix. the Malfoys are here. All of the Malfoys are here, and also Bellatrix. <laughs> um, speaking of comedy routines, this thing they do at the door to get in <laughs> is really wild. Again, Fenrir, I thought he was like the scariest dude in the world. He literally eats children. For like a living. That's his whole his whole MO. Yeah, and, and there was like this other whole thing where it's like Draco was doing this plot and he had Bellatrix help him because he yeah. didn't think he could do it alone. Mm-hmm. But he didn't invite Fenrir because Fenrir is like so horrible. Yeah. That he did like even though he was doing this murder, he didn't he didn't invite Grey back. But Bellatrix is like, I'm a sicko, so I'm going to invite the other most sicko guy that we've got. <laughs> And and Draco was upset and was like, no, I d- I didn't want him here. I didn't want to hurt anyone else. That was the whole. Th- and, then, and then Fenrir shows up and they're just like, who's this guy? Who are you? The, it's so weird, especially because like every physical description of Fenrir we've gotten in this book is like he is hulking. He is huge. He has fucking claws at coming out of his hands, even in human form. He's got he's got fucked up sharp teeth. And he's covered in, like, he's really intimate. He's stinky, right? He's just, like, the most unpleasant character to be around. Mm-hmm. And Narcissa Malfoy opens the door and is like, who's this guy? <laughs> who are <laughs> you? Who are you? I didn't order anything. <laughs> it's so bizarre. And and the thing is, is that the way he reacts, too, is to be, like, really dopey. He's like, hey, it's me. <laughs> Don't you remember? It's me, your old pal Greyback. I'm the one that eats people i i bite i bite them and turn them apart with my bare my normal human teeth <laughs> i'm an actual cannibal <laughs> he's just so there there are mo- so many moments in this where he is I, i'm like I, I i guess i guess the 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 thing the the only thing i can glean from it is that it's supposed to be like wow bellatrix is so scary that this like normal sized human woman can stand up to a werewolf guy 
and and not be afraid. That's just how crazy she is, right? But like, it's not just her that's doing it. It's like all of all of Fenrir's lackeys. Like Scabior is like very chill around him, uh, and then like the Malfoys who are also like in disgrace. Like, the mm-hmm. Malfoys are on thin fucking ice. Them just opening the door, seeing Fenrir, who is, like, the heavy, and just being like, hey, fucking, hey, fucking loser, what are you doing here? Go away, stinky. <laughs> Seems like a real dangerous move on their part. Like, <laughs> really? I don't know what is happening here. Why don't they know each other? There's like 10 of them. There's like 10 Death Eaters and Greyback <laughs> is arguably like the most famous one. <laughs> yeah, it's Bellatrix, the Malfoys, the scary cannibal guy. The scary got. cannibal guy. Basically, that is the the pantheon of like the highest ranking Death Eaters. Like who else? It's not Dalahov or who else was there? Uh, there was the guy that we said was an elf that's really big. Finley. Oh, yeah, Finn. Yes, the guy that they they knocked out in the coffee shop at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. A McNair. He's an executioner. Oh, that's right. Of animals. He's an old guy. Uh the old guy who kills animals uh sometimes when the government says that's so. That's his day job. <laughs> <laughs> He's the ministry animal executioner. <laughs> You know me. There was resentment in the werewolf's right, werewolf's voice. Fenrir Greyback. We've caught Harry Potter. Like I want to know. I, let me let me let me take another running start at that. Um, can, <laughs> can we can we can we do this as kind of a back and forth? Can you do can you do Narcissus part here? Uh yeah. I have to pull it up though. Hold yeah. on. It starts. It starts as, as Voldemort's anger throbbed. Uh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> of course it does. <sighs> Yeah. Kind of uh, this this chapter is is really long also. Yeah. Oh my god, it's so long. We I thought that the um uh uh the the like um the doe chapter was going to be really long because or it was going to be like the one epic chapter cuz that's a pretty long one that has a lot of content in it. I was not expecting to get another one of those pretty much right after that. I should have just searched throbbed. <laughs> there are one, two, three, four, five instances of throbbed in this book. <laughs> if, you're one, if you're wondering. <laughs> oh, fuck. All right. All right. I've got it. Okay. So, so light spilled out over all of them. What is this? Said a woman's cold voice. We are here to see he who must not be named. <laughs> Rasped Greyback. <laughs> Who are you? You know me. <laughs> there was resentment in the werewolf's voice. <laughs> Fenrir Greyback, we've caught Harry Potter. <laughs> it's so stupid. How could she not know? <laughs> He's a fucking werewolf. He's a werewolf all the time. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, they, they just have like Warwick outside the door. Like, hey, who's that? <laughs> Hey, there's a worgen outside. Wasn't Greyback at the first little like conference table meeting they had, or no? Um, I actually don't remember. I, maybe he was already on assignment when that. No, because he's not part of the inner circle, and that was the inner circle. I for some reason thought he was there, but 
I think that's he probably might just because the there's movie. like ten of them. In the movie, I feel like we get some dopey shots of him sitting at the table with his stupid beard, but I could be yeah. wrong. Um. Anyway. Not only did we get a whole fucking scene of them playing who's on first about Harry's face outside of Malfoy Manor. Do we... they not know the counter spell? Yeah. Cause... Isn't it just end spell? Is there no? Yeah, because counter counter jinxes and counter hexes seem to be like a pretty major thing that they learned in elementary school in this series. <laughs> so it is bizarre. They just didn't even try anything. I, do, I, I, I will say that I at least... If there's anything to like squeeze out of this this scenario, I do like the way that Draco is like being unhelpful but not being helpful to Harry, you know? Yeah, I guess I thought that he was gonna have his big moment though. And I don't and I knew that it never happened, but it really feels like it sets him up to have a big moment. Yeah. Yeah. In a way, I almost appreciate that he doesn't have one after reading this. I kind sure. of like I kind of like the idea that his like best um the best he could do in this scenario is like kind of stonewall but not really you know because for one thing he's like a teenager and there's a werewolf there but like but like i i just it's very draco it's very funny that like the the best he can offer uh as like a you know uh, a redemption arc is just being like oh (laughs) like that that's kind of cute yeah um but like again utterly meaningless scene they spend so long arguing about it, like, like, oh, is this Harry? Is this Harry? When th- I think the part that truly drives me crazy about this is that they even see the scar and they're like, well, I don't know. It's like, well, who else has the lightning scar? What do you? Is there no other solution to this problem? <laughs> no. Well, there is apparently because there's like, oh. Uh, is check his wand. Well, his wand doesn't match the description, and I did not realize. And this would have been great to know in the story where wand lore is apparently very important. That like people are like registered by their wand. Yeah, is it, are, are wands like your driver's license in Harry Potter world? <laughs> it kind of seems like it. But there's also only like so many kinds of wands. I mean, your driver's yeah. license is unique. Yeah. But I assume a lot of people have wands made of whatever wood, and you can't see the core. I This gives me a headache. <laughs> nope, wrong kind of wood. It's the wrong kind of wood. Oh. It says here you're supposed to be using elm, not blackthorn. This is... Uh, this, this is, is all the, wrong. It's all wrong. You can't What's be wrong with your face? What's wrong with your face? No, I... I, <laughs> I uh... I just like really bravo to to them for to to JK Rowling for like extending this sequence out 10 million times longer than it needed to be. Uh and then having Bellatrix show up to like complete to just be to be the cherry on top for this. Mm-hmm. By having Bellatrix announce what's happened, Sizzy, and then walk into the room like bravo we have to have another character uh guess whether or not this is harry (laughs) yeah um and then start arguing about the sword which is the important part so again how did how is it that grayback and his goons realized (laughs) that the sword was the important clue 
then took it. And based on what? Like, were they just like, wow, this is a weird sword for these people to have? Well, th- that's the thing, right? Because the way Bellatrix reacts, it's like it's a secret that she has it in the vault, right? Right. Um, but but nonetheless, she she sees the sword and freaks out, and it's like, oh, the sword is the important thing. So again, totally meaningless for us to have this like back and forth over Harry's face when it's like, yeah, no, who cares? <laughs> they have the sword. That's bad for us. That should probably be enough to propel the story and like cut down on the amount of uh, uh, fuckfest stuff happening. But like, you know, again, this is this is a master at work. You've never seen a fuckfest <laughs> this confusing uh, in Harry Potter like this before. That's right. Um. Bellatrix is not scary. I No. I it is very impressive that J.K. Rowling has has uh, uh written a sexy tall goth girl who uh uh tortures people for fun and uh has uh, uh a cool knife and magic powers that I just find to be the most boring character possible. <laughs> Like, I'm tr- I'm trying to figure out because it, it is very difficult for me to kind of separate what I think Bellatrix is supposed to be in the book and like the Helena Bonham Carter yeah um, yeah like depiction and I and I don't really like her performance as Bellatrix so I try to I'm trying to take it on its own here and I just don't really know what it's going for I guess like torture is fun like yeah wow a sicko right yeah she's as a if real we sicko we don't have enough of that character. <laughs> We we have a, we have plenty of of uh, of of sicko jokers out there, um, yeah, just like real bland and boring and not very intimidating and like the way that she, like, the way that she's able to boss all these characters around, is hinging entirely on the fact that she's like Voldemort's favorite, right? Or or think she is, is. she. Well, that that's the thing, right? Is is that that's all I can assume, and that's sort of. I mean, of, they're fucking so. <laughs> that that's the thing is that, like I I know they are fucking because of cursed child, which is very funny to keep in your mind. By the way, reading this chapter, do you think that J.K. Rowling thought they were fucking? No, when she wrote this, absolutely not. There is no space for that to have happened in this book. Voldemort said, "Uh, uh, <laughs> do not do not page me." Uh-huh. Do not interact. Uh, right. uh, aunties do not interact. I am going on a hunt for <laughs> for, uh, for Grindelwald. And she was forced to stay at home and learn knife throwing uh, <laughs> instead of getting getting the pipe every every yeah. day. Uh-huh. Um, there is just no way. Like, I, I don't think I don't think it matters that much, really. <laughs> but it's like still kind of funny that 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 is such a like ludicrous. I mean, frankly, it's all I can think about because right, she doesn't have a character like other than just being the Joker, I guess. Yeah, and even here, she doesn't seem very crazy. No, she just is like, I am going to torture you for the information now. Yeah, she's um, bossy, and she's sort of like a. I mean, she's way more spy movie here than she is like the Joker, right? Like she's like, she's like, oh, if you if you will not talk, we will, we will, we have ways of making you talk, right? Like it's 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 just like mad villain, evil scientist stuff. It's not really like 
crazy Joker character that she was previously. So it just it just makes me wonder what J.K. Rowling was thinking when she wrote this character. And I understand that there's no like like physical space for them <laughs> to have been doing it, but I'm just like, what was she thinking that her relationship was to Voldemort at this time? Yeah, I mean, like the the, the like oh they were fucking thing definitely like fills in a big gap here. Was he fucking other people or were they like exclusive? <laughs> Were they going steady? What is going on here? The idea, I like, I, I realize <laughs> this is a really common, like, like, criticism that's always brought up. But, like, the idea, <laughs> the idea of Voldemort fucking is very funny to me. Just, like, oh, on, yeah. he just kind of looks like a gray alien or something. I don't know. He's, like, a little snake guy. He's not very sexy. Yeah, um, I mean, he's described as sexy when he is... Like Tom visiting Dumbledore as evil Tom Riddle. Like his eyes are flashing red. I feel like that's more that's yeah. like the sexy Voldemort zone for sure. Yeah. He he he's he's described as being like previously sexy. Yeah. Uh and like it, it, just just the there is no spark between him and Bellatrix. In fact, I actually don't know if him and Bellatrix ever share much screen time. I think they're both at the meeting at the beginning, but he kind of owns her. Yeah. He like she she says something about like like damn, isn't it cool that we caught this 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 bad Hogwarts professor? And he goes like, "Well, yeah, guess what? Your family's stinky too." And she just sort of like looks sad about it. Well, I don't think Voldemort would be like a good boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but but like I, there's no there's no, uh, th th there's nothing where I would read this and go like, oh, I bet these characters are doing it, you know? Yeah, I mean, I guess they don't do the, like, the the thing that I think would have been done if it was trying to imply that, which is that she would be, like, up at the head of the table with him doing sort of a, like, Leia job of the hut thing, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, she's not, like, she's not, like, you know, sitting in his lap, or she's not, like, touching his face or anything, she's not... She's not being given any sort of preferential treatment by him. There's no none of the like common like you know tropey signifiers that you know, like I I think the best comparison I can draw is like like this isn't a Joker Harley thing, right? Mm -hmm, which right. is which is I mean is what it becomes. It seems to be implied by Chris Child is like oh you you're supposed to read it this way. But there's none of that. Like the Joker treats Harley like shit, but she likes it and and can't get enough of it. And like that's their whole relationship. Whereas here it just seems like Voldemort's not even Voldemort's on vacation in the Alps, walking around trying to find an old guy and kids to murder. <laughs> and she's stuck at home learning how to throw knives. Uh, and that's kind of all she's got. It doesn't really seem like there's much of a even a like a, a an abusive relationship there. It just seems like there's no relationship at all. Yeah. So it is. Anyway, it's kind of off topic, but it's like way more interesting than anything else that's happening here. What's way more interesting than her actual character, because all she does is she shows up. She kind of like hums and haws of whether or not it's Harry. And then she starts dropping knowledge about the sword very all over the place and going like, OK, well, I've got to uh, torture Hermione. I guess she'll probably know about it. And then then they get dragged off to the cellar. The Cellar Dungeon. The Cellar Dungeon. Lucius Malfoy's Dungeon. So, yeah, thinking about this as a, as a, like, 
perhaps even a um, deconstructed fuckfest in Hagrid's hut. <laughs> yeah. Um, the setting of this chapter is surreal. Mm-hmm. I know that we have had Malfoy Manor described to us in in this book previously. It was a long time ago. It was a long time ago, and also even that was like it was basically like the driveway and the meeting room. And it was, it was also like, through someone else's eyes. I don't even remember who. Maybe yes. Snape. Was it Snape? It's like third person Snape. Third person uh, Snape. Oh, so- it was actually like third person limited. I think it was. It wasn't even through Snape's eyes. It was just through a narrator. Yeah, if I remember so, right. So it seems like you could maybe describe it again through our through our hero's eyes now that <laughs> yeah. we're in, like, because I, I mean, those things would be different, right? Like how Harry mm-hmm. would perceive and the things that he would notice about Malfoy Manor are going to be different than than a like kind of neutral narrator. Yeah, yeah. Um, this this scene. The, the the transition between being dragged away to the dungeon cellar and um the only thing in the foyer being described being described is the also big I did like an actual like and this is sorry sorry to post cringe on the on the podcast Uh-oh. but I actually did a real life face palm mm. like I did slap my own face <laughs> uh uh when I got to the description of the chandelier. Because mm. we just got the arumpet horn thing, yeah, and I was like, "You can't do this twice in a row, in <laughs> like, like, like back to back chapters." Um, but so they they enter the house, they all stand around in the foyer, and then they're dragged to the cellar, but they can still hear Bellatrix and Hermione's conversation while she's being tortured, like in clear detail. Mm-hmm. So I am left with no recourse but to imagine that the Malfoy's Manor is one lobby with a door that leads to a cellar. Yeah. And with a chandelier above it, and that's it. Yep. It's really weirdly described and really uh, confusing and boring. Yep. It seems like it should be like a key location, sort of, and it just doesn't yeah. matter. It, no has the same, it has the same effect as the Ministry. Yeah. Yeah, it's just sort of like, okay, where are we? I, 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 like, I, I can picture a mansion cellar and foyer, but like, I kind of want a little more than that, you know? Like, what, what, what's on the walls? What's it? What's the om? Again, what's the ambience like? Harry was great at describing the Slytherin common room earlier. Mm-hmm. He yeah, feels it, like it kind of hand waves away some of it by being like Harry can't see very well because of yeah. his face being all swollen. Yeah. but it also specifically like chooses what to describe like he mm-hmm. sees dobby just fine yeah i don't, yeah, he I is don't the, know st- he's still the pov character he's not disoriented no no um but we meet a cadre of of characters in <sighs> in the cellar yeah uh luna is here Seemingly none the worse for wear. Just completely normal. Having a normal just, time down in the cellar for who knows how long. Blast. Um Ollivander, who I don't think speaks a single word. No. He's not having and, a normal time. <laughs> and uh Dean. Who yeah. also I don't think says anything. Dean arrived with them, I think. Because he was who I, he, I was Oh, that's right, but he but wasn't he taken to the cellar? separately hold on a second you're right you're right you're right hold on uh what is it that they because it's grip hook and dean yeah grip hook and dean and olivander and luna 
Uh, oh, by the way, scrolling through this, I forgot. Um, uh, there's also the part where not only does uh, Bellatrix freak out about the sword, but she does the action movie villain thing where she like shoots her own guys to show how bad she is. Yeah, very which is cool. classic. Oh, okay, yeah, you're right. They they were all marched in together. It's very confusing because because uh, Harry again he's he's got the his eyes all fucked up. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says Harry saw Luna, all eyes in her white face. Uh, and the motionless figure of Ollivander the Wandmaker craning around, he saw sight of the other prisoners. Uh, Dean and Griphook the Goblin, who seemed barely <laughs> conscious, kept standing by the ropes that bound him to the human. So yeah, he was. Mar- they were all marched in together, but the way I read that was that they were already in there before them. Yeah, because um, there's a weird amount of attention paid to how Greyback is casting an unknown force field spell to force them on rails <laughs> into the cellar, right. and then Harry is tied... Maybe back to back with Ron, so they're like shuffling, like three legged race style, and are like we could fall and break our necks at any moment. Yeah, so that's what it chooses to focus on. <laughs> um, yeah, wow. Uh, huh? So anyway, they 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 get down there. Uh, she's fine. Uh, Luna, Luna's fine. She's, she's, I guess, uh, uh, being in prison doesn't work on Luna. So Harry was right with that weird comment about how she'd be teaching all the other inmates about Nargles or whatever. That's what it means to be quirky. That's what it it means to be weird. When you're quirky, you're impervious to drama. That's right. Everyone knows this. It's all just (laughs) raw XD to you. <laughs> the thing that I've learned is the people who are quirky and weird are never depressed or sad. Or, That's right. It's just all or, it's all or, good. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Unaffected by a hostile world. <laughs> oh, <but laughs> That's so crazy. Yeah. Um, but, uh, they have the handy dandy nail that they've used to, uh, cut the ropes off, which I guess none of their captors have noticed. Oh, this chapter. Uh-huh. Yeah. So they, so Luna's like, I'm fine. By the way, we have a way to get you out of the ropes because we've had a, we've had a rusty nail here this whole time. So isn't that convenient? Oh, also, the um, Deluminator does something new, which is also oh, del- convenient. <laughs> yes, the, Delumi- <laughs> the Deluminator has a new power, which is that if you open it when there's no lights around, um, the lights start clipping into the ceiling <laughs> trying to find a light. and st- <laughs> the, the pathing on the Deluminator is, needs to be debugged. It's really... Uh, but I think you also really have buggy. to have already had light stored in in it. Yeah. Which he had from something. Does that mean so this is new deluminator lore? We we've only really seen it in use as a deluminator. And as a when, teleporter. Yes. Well, well but but when Dumbledore used it, right? Uh-huh. Like just to, turn off the lights on a street, right? And and put them back on later. Mm-hmm. Is the implication of this new feature that if Dumbledore had like not <laughs> relit those those lamps, that they would just be broken? Yeah, I or think so. is he, can he create infinite light? Like if you turn, 
Okay, here's an experiment. You have an illuminator. Uh-huh. Your friend has a light switch. Right. Turn on the light switch. Open the deluminator. Suck on the light. Suck uh-huh. that light into that deluminator. Yeah. Turn the light on again. Infinite light. You're just storing infinite light in your deluminator, and then you can basically have a flashbang at the exact right time whenever you need it. Wow. That's real I power. Like, that's true power that Ron is <laughs> carrying around in his pocket. Um, so it's very convenient that uh, that they can uh, uh, be immediately stripped of their bonds. It doesn't matter that they're that they're tied up or anything. Um, so they can walk around and listen to Hermione get tortured and like earnestly until the actual Crucio curse comes out. It feels very unclear in like what the torture method actually is. Mm-hmm. And there is something I think this is like just a byproduct of like the surreal like this is a foyer with a cellar attached to it vibe but like there's something very and it's it's weird right because i i imagine that the intended effect is supposed to be the exact opposite of this where it's like oh that's just how crazy bellatrix is she's doing this like in the middle of the of the the lobby with everyone watching but to me it just sounds like poorly staged (laughs) <laughs> where it's like not very scary we're like okay i'm gonna do my uh my torture animation standing wherever the character attached to me <laughs> yeah uh and and i will and i will leave the animation as soon as it's time for me to for the boss fight to begin it's just really like i, I have no other way to describe it. it's surreal it's like it's just not it's very otherworldly like like she's just doing it where she was standing in the middle of the of the foyer. Yeah, the only thing that I like sort of like about this is that it ha- it does have sort of the like Empire Strikes Back like Han Solo getting tortured and they like have to hear it thing because they're yeah. all in like a prison and they're all in like proximity to each other, but we're like mm-hmm. in a manner. And I and I think that it could like I think you could still do that and just have her like imprison them and torture Hermione kind of near them for them to hear. That seems reasonable, but that's impossible with like the events that happen have to happen with this like parade of characters that have to show mm-hmm. up. Yeah, I think that's maybe what it is. Cause it's like, of course, in abstract, the idea of having to hear someone getting tortured is like scary, right? Yeah. But like the setup of the scene is so weird that it like really distracts from that aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Um, because of course they're so distraught over, over hearing all this torture happening. Um, the, the acting is simply too good for them. They yeah. can't handle it. Um, that Harry like drops all his spaghetti everywhere mm-hmm. and, and sees, um, uh, <laughs> Dumbledore's eye in the mirror, yeah. which is really Aberforth and Aberforth uh-huh. shows up and he yells, he yells to the Dumbledore in the mirror uh, help, I'm trapped. Uh, I- I'm sending you my location. I'm turning location on. Come mm-hmm. and get me. So Dobby can show up. <laughs> yeah. But, bef- but so, so Dobby shows up and like, I realize it is, it is sort of, sort of, I'm giving the barest amount of credit here. It is sort of clever that it feels like Dobby kind of miraculously showed up when obviously Aberforth calls for this to happen, right? But Dobby is such a minor character in this (laughs) series that it, even with that, like, plot 
uh, explanation. It just feels so surreal to turn the page and see, and then Dobby was there. Like, it's just way too much. Way too much is happening here. I mean, frankly, because of the way this is set up and how, like, I get that the whole thing is like, like house elves have special magic and Voldemort's always underestimated. Like, blah, blah, like I got it, right? Mm-hmm. It should have been Creature. Because Creature is the yes. only character that has had, like, the only house elf that's had an arc. Yeah. I, yeah, you're totally right. And they we had all a- that stuff where Creature was, like, part of their heist team. And we didn't really see it, but he was, like, bringing them food and was, like, on their team. Yeah. And I think no, that is so interesting. I had not even thought of this because that's the other part of it where, you know, the other thing that like how self like masters can do is summon them. Right. Like so when, Harry when, could have just summoned creature also. Yeah. The, like this, this setup to get Dobby to come and do it is, is like, I, I suppose it works. But like if, if, if Harry has to be a fucking slave owner, right? <laughs> and he does. Um, and and he and he does. He is he is in <laughs> fact. I feel like the like we, we we talked about like the weird ways that the creature chapter like missed opportunities to like make good on that uncomfortable part of the story and do something interesting with it, right? And mm-hmm. like and like, you know, have them trust creature even though they no longer like have magical control over him and, and just have that, have that be part of like creatures whole like redemption arc thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the second chance to do that. Right. Is, I don't know, have, have uh, a creature come anyway, even though Harry freed him in the last chapter or in the, in the last uh, uh, house elf chapter or uh, have Harry, you know, creature still under, Harry's magical control. He summons creature. He makes use of this this like fucked up power that he has. Then he realizes like, damn, that was fucked up of me to do. I just like used somebody. I don't know. All kind of not great options, but but like ways that make a little more sense with a character who like just has an arc that's abandoned in this book. Yeah, I mean, I just when I think about creature and dobby and their like character motivations it sure feels like this is a spot that creature is supposed to be since his his want as a character at this point is to stop voldemort Mm -hmm. right like he he i mean sort of right like he wanted he he wanted to destroy the locket because regulus wanted him to but it's like if he came to the conclusion that that means that Regulus wanted him to stop Voldemort, this, se- this seems like it would serve his character as something that he would do or somehow turn that into his yeah. choice for something to do. Whereas Dobby's want has nothing to do with Voldemort. Like, I don't I don't think Dobby cares about Voldemort aside from like Voldemort makes his life worse for sure. And he's like an evil guy. But Dobby wants to like be free and wear clothes and Dobby wants to party. Dobby wants to party. Yeah. I mean like yeah, the, the, um Dobby's arc is finished. Yeah. And that's not a bad thing, right? Like like but his his arc came to a close in book 2. Yeah. And since book 2, he has mostly appeared as um a plot device 
uh, when when Harry like needs something in the castle done somewhere else. He's he's uh, fully or, actualized. Yeah, right. Or, or he is a uh, comic relief. Yeah, right. Like those are the two functions he serves, usually at the same time, and that's great. He doesn't need to be anything more than that. Um, but it makes him being the character being called here to perform this heroic sacrifice and have like this big moment really strange when, yeah, God, the more I think about it, it's crazy creature creature doing this, whether he was, uh, free and was making a choice of own volition or whether this was, um, you know, Harry having some sort of realization about like how fucked up the house self stuff is finally, multiple ways for it to be handled but like he is the one who has come into contact with trying to stop Voldemort before has had like people taken away from him through that quest uh and at, at this point in the book has like found new people right like he he seemed very happy when we last saw him and now they've just they've just fucking left him alone which is very funny yeah um, he's just gone i don't i don't think we see him again although i could be wrong uh we do we do we sure does he do fight at the battle of hogwarts he sure does oh, of course he does would you would you like to know would you like to know what he does at the battle of hogwarts yeah i guess so it says fight fight for my master harry potter Oh, you have to hero to house elves everywhere. I must have repressed that one. <laughs> that sure seems like it should be what Dobby would say, although not my master. It would just be fight for Harry Potter. Yeah, seems like these roles have been completely flipped. Um, you floated another idea, which I thought was mm, very good mm-hmm. uh, when we were talking about this yesterday, uh, which is that the house elves should have tagged along for the uh, Horcrux, or for, yeah, for the Horcrux hunt. Yeah. I mean, if it is going to build up to this, like, heroic sacrifice death, I think Dobby has to be a character, at least. Yeah. He should probably be in the book. (laughs) (laughs) Like, at all, yeah. Um, He's just, he's not around, he's not part of the story, he's not uh, focused on at all. He's he's not been a character. His story's over, you're right, his story was over in book two. Yeah, yeah, he he is just a plot device and like a funny a funny little guy sometimes. But like, if we had, there, there's a version of it that I see that it really anchors the um, the like teen drama part that is so miserable to read in this book and could make it kind of like funny. Mm-hmm. I think you could almost have the same arguments and stuff like word for word between the trio. But have it be a lot lighter and funnier having, like, like I don't know, like, the, like the, the house elves there almost as, like, parents. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that they would, their, like, presence would solve a lot of weird problems. Yeah, it would, it would solve the tone. It would just make it more fun. It would give Dobby something to do if he really must be the one to die in this, in this book. Um, to remind you that he's a character who exists. <laughs> Um, it could give Creature uh, some great stuff to do, um, you know, but give him an arc. I mean, like, again, also, like, just, just to go back to, like, the the stuff we were talking about in the Creature's Tale chapter, but, like, having Creature and Dobby help out with this quest that doesn't actually really directly affect them all that much, but because that they, they truly do, you know, uh, uh, love and respect Harry or whatever, like, that's cute, right? Like... 
like the the idea that like yeah no we, we we will tag along for this it's not an order you aren't making us do this magically we just want to help like that's a that's like a fun little like i don't know solidarity story like yes yeah, sure seems like this voldemort guy is bad let's go get him uh that's that's that that, that could have been cute yeah and it kind of puts them into this realm of like harry ron and hermione having these like magical fun companions and i and i think that yeah. that would like yeah. help them Help the story not just be this weird wilderness survival story that doesn't feel like there's any, like, magic or fun ever. Yeah. I think that's really what it comes down to. It's like, God, I wish this that these chapters had been fun. And I think that having house elves around could have been very, we, very fun. We love those funny little guys. We love those funny little guys. Uh, um, but nonetheless, Dobby teleports... Uh, the unnecessary characters away. Yeah. Uh, uh, Luna. Which seems like Luna. it should have been maybe a moment of clarity here, where it's like <laughs> I like I need to shuffle <laughs> these characters off. I need. I just need to get them out. Well, you would think that, but then Lucius Malfoy hears that and he says, oh, "We should send Wormtail <laughs> down there Wormtail's to deal with here? it." Because Wormtail's here. Of course. Of course, Wormtail's and Wormtail here. comes down the stairs uh, to to check on the noise. Hey, remember this guy? And gets jumped <laughs> by Harry and Ron. Yeah. And then has a uh, a meaningful <laughs> death moment, and then we all move on. <laughs> he just shows up to die. It's so fucking funny. He shows up to die. <laughs> He doesn't do anything. He did not speak a word in this book. He was in book six a little bit. He got he got Snape some wine, I think. Um, but he just he shows up to walk down the stairs and get immediate. You know what this feels like? This feels like a, a, a an episode of like a drama where like all of the actors were out of contract or had scheduling conflicts or something. <laughs> And they were just like, well, we have to just kill them all off then. Like, we got to get it one and done. This is the episode. We have to get rid of all these actors. I really, I think that is what happened. Obviously not with actors, but I, I, I'm like 99%. J.K. Rowling wrote this whole book, realized she got to the end and completely forgot about Peter Pettigrew. Like, just, he's just yeah. not in it ever and uh -huh. and then was like, wait, people are gonna ask because the whole thing was so set up by book three when when Ro when Harry spared Wormtail and it was like that'll come back around. People, he owes you a life debt now, and it made it. It was like capital <laughs> capital life debt. He owes you that now. So yeah. people were gonna be like, what happened? Because that never got cashed in. And I swear to God, like she went back and just put this in and killed him off. <laughs> he's been bu he's been busy making the UK size Marauders map. That's right. <laughs> um, yeah, I really I think just... that though. I think she completely forgot about him, and he was yeah, put in it... afterward. Because this is just otherwise, I don't know. I don't know what this is about. Yeah, he has, I guess it's like, well, I have to resolve this plot somewhere. And like the, this is really funny because it's like, I don't even think like the bullet points of what happened in his death are bad. I'm like, I could, but it's just like, it's a speed run version. 
because he hasn't had any speaking roles for a while. He hasn't done anything. He just comes down the stairs and like gets his ironic death and then they leave. <laughs> oh God. It's, it's kind of, again, it's surreal. The, the amount of characters who just show up in this foyer connected to a cellar to die or like get in a gunfight or to like argue about whether or not the puffy guy is hairy is is powerful it's it's this is truly unique storytelling <laughs> yeah uh, yeah it is um harry and ron also just don't really seem to care that much no like they try and stop they, they're, they're like oh it would be bad if this guy died why um because <laughs> because of yeah, pacifism why? because of pacifism is that why <laughs> Yeah, what, what what was their plan gonna be? Okay, if so they save his they life. They saved him. He's like, well, now, now you, you owe me a life debt. A life debt. <laughs> <laughs> We're right back at square one. You owe me a life debt again. <laughs> there was no way for him not to die. We have to resolve the character arc. <sighs> oh God. They don't seem to mind all that much that they just watched a man. I mean, like, really graphically. <laughs> oh, it's gruesome. Choke himself to death. Yeah, his eyes pop out. He's turning blue. I mean, it's there's, there's a part of that where I'm like, maybe I think this works for a movie. Because it's yeah. like, I don't know, like, he's a guy you recognize, you remember him, you want to see him die. Like, I get that part of it, right? Is it's like, yeah. feels like he's had it coming, right? And it's like his, his yeah. ironic death, and it's like sort of gruesome. So I could see that being fun in a movie, because that's just like a little... A little action sequence, right? Yeah, I don't think it works in a in a novel. Not not in a like one and done like half page scene. Certainly not. Like just <laughs> he literally comes down the stairs and gets jumped and dies like that. <laughs> yeah, they might as well have killed him. Honestly, yeah. Like <laughs> have to resolve the life <laughs> debt plot line otherwise people yeah. will get mad at me on twitter yeah yeah so then they go upstairs <laughs> and they they stop the torture happening yeah they say stop all the torture going on in here <laughs> um and then there's a big gunfight yeah because uh because um bellatrix has figured out that the sword is fake and she's like, all right, cool. We can call the Dark Lord here to come come collect Harry Potter. New apparition lore uh, <laughs> is dropped on us. Yeah. Which is that she touches the her, her arm to, 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 to awaken the Dark Mark or whatever. And then Harry gets a vision of Voldemort <laughs> flying over the ocean <laughs> to get into teleportation range. <laughs> Yes. Which has never, <laughs> ever been a part of, of how apparating works. In fact, wasn't there even, isn't there even like a uh, a thing when they're talking about port keys in book four or whatever, where they're like, yeah, apparition is very powerful, um, but, you know, I wouldn't teleport to Egypt because I couldn't. You know, I I wouldn't I don't know where to go. But like this is this is Malfoy Manor. This is, this is his home base. This is his base. He knows what Malfoy Manor is like. He can easily picture that and apparate to it. Um He's not in range. This new He's not in range. So you have to be in range. Is this like 
an open world thing where it's like, oh, you cannot fast travel while enemies are nearby. <laughs> yeah. Like he killed he killed Grindelwald and some goons started chasing him. And he's like, well, I gotta get out of. <laughs> yeah. I've gotta. These guys have gotta reset. I gotta reset this this mob before <laughs> before I can. Yeah, some Dementors or something are flying after him. Some low level yeah. Dementors. Um, so we have a ticking clock that's like never existed in this series before. Like, oh, I hope he doesn't. I hope he doesn't get in range of the rebel base to fire the laser. How fast do you think Voldemort can fly? Because I'm assuming he's flying under his own power. Yeah, because that's a thing he does now. Very cool. Yeah. So, like, let's think about this. If, where, if, where, first, where is he? Where is so Grindelwald is imprisoned in Switzerland. Yeah. What's it called? Grindelwald Prison. Uh, Nuremgard. Nurmengard. So, for the sake so of he's, argument, in the Aust- say, he's in the Austrian Alps. Yeah, and let's say for the sake of argument that uh, that Malfoy Manor is like in the outskirts of London. Okay. So it's like a 14-hour car ride. Yeah. 15 hours okay. in the car. Without traffic. So, so I was about to say if we so we know we don't know that this is his top speed, but we know that he was keeping up with brooms in the Seven Potters chase. Yeah. Um, on his own under his own power. How fast do brooms fly in Harry Potter? <laughs> One hundred fifty miles per hour. Wow. Okay. Exactly. One hundred fifty <laughs> miles an hour. Okay, so that's like a, let's say that's a, like, five to six hour drive then. Okay, okay. Because, you know, obviously you're not doing a hundred, well, no, you're not on the Autobahn, you're not going through the Autobahn. Yeah, I mean, he's also, like, as the crow flies, he doesn't have to, like, you know, or he doesn't have to wait for a ferry or whatever. Right, right, right. Okay, so yeah, let's say, let's, let's just be generous and say... That's like a four to five hour flight that he's got at that speed. <laughs> yeah. Where, where does he, where is in range, do you think? Like, yeah, do you think he like hits I... like Belgium and is like, okay, I'm like close <laughs> enough. <laughs> There's, there, I have so many questions about this because it's like, is this a, uh, my my first thought was like, is this a ministry jurisdiction thing? Like, is this a like, oh, you can operate anywhere in the UK as long as you're in like UK airspace, mm. but it's illegal to operate like like across borders or whatever. But then I realized he runs the ministry now, right? And so and that I mean, can't be even it. if that were true, you know, the six hours of his journey, like the the. Within England, that's like trivial. Most of his journey is getting is getting <laughs> to the island. Yeah, yeah. So even if we even if we do say he has to be within like the borders of of England, uh, Harry has a good three hours to uh, to unless. In, in, in and here's the other possibility uh, that Voldemort was not using all of his his top speed to chase Harry in the broomstick chase. Uh-huh. And he was instead uh uh kind of limiting his power and he can actually fly at like jet plane speeds. Why would Voldemort be able to fly of his own power so fast? Frankly, why would yeah. he be able to fly 150 miles per hour? 
We're just just imagining Voldemort flying. Just a guy moving as fast as a as a like F sixteen across the sky. <sighs> so this is a. Not only is this a weird new piece of apparition lore that kind of doesn't make any sense. Um, it it is not that great of a, a a tension builder because he's he's gonna be in the air for a while. He's probably gonna have to have packed a snack. This is why I guess this explains why Bellatrix was so hesitant to summon him because <laughs> she was like, "No, you can't. We can't until we're absolutely sure." Because like, if it was like instant teleportation, what is the like harm of being like? Hey, Voldemort, I think we found Harry Potter. Okay, it's not him. Sorry. All right. See you later. Okay, I'm back doing my child murder somewhere else. Like, right. It, 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 it could be resolved in, like, under a minute, surely. Uh-huh. Um, but instead, I guess that you have to be in range. You can't have any enemies nearby. <laughs> uh, uh, so not very please. effective at building tension is what you're saying. No, no. Uh, but we do get a, we do get a great gunfight here. Um, yeah, I kind of skipped the whole thing in my summary cause it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Uh, uh, Bellatrix, I think knocks her own guys out again. Yeah. Uh, uh Harry does a combat roll behind a couch. Yes. To get into cover. Um, and this is, I think the one part that is important from this. Yeah. From yeah. this gunfight. Uh huh. Which I think has so many insane implications for the entire universe and story. This is my favorite part. This might be my favorite dumb Harry Potter <laughs> lore moment ever. <laughs> he picks up three wands after bitching for like several chapters <laughs> about how bad his, uh, who his wand is. Because it isn't his. And just... And this is the book's own words casts a triple spell <laughs> at Greyback yeah. that knocks him over. It not doesn't knock him over. It makes him fly into the air and then slam back into the ground. That's right. And it's, yeah. it's stupefy. It's a triple stupefy, a triple spell stupefy. That ought- Which is what happened to um, McGonagall in book five, if I remember right. She gets like stunned by like five different wands or whatever. Here's something. Is it also what happened to... Um, What's his name? Newspaper guy in the first Fantastic Beasts movie. Not the triple spell part, but I feel like he also got thrown to the ceiling and thrown down, which is like the exact description oh. that happens here. Maybe. Well, he was attacked by the Obscurus, right? But maybe the maybe being an Obscurus is like having triple wands. Maybe, maybe. With your, that with was- your that's like. Tri- that's triple verbal, ver, triple uh, nonverbal spell. That makes sense. That was just like the Im- the, the exact same imagery, which is the like getting yeah. thrown up into the air, hitting the ceiling, and then being like slammed Slamming to the ground. Down. Yeah, which I guess yeah. is what Stupefy does if you if it's a triple spell. <laughs> uh, I think Snape yeah. got hit by three Stupefies in the Shrieking Shack in Prisoner of Azkaban, and I think he just got thrown backwards extra hard. Yeah, he sort of, like, ragdolled into the wall But that's different than a triple spell. That was three people casting. Yeah, we're getting... Yeah, yeah now we're getting into, like, roguelike semantics here. Uh-huh. When, when, I'm, when I'm being told, okay, you're doing 30% extra damage, is that 30% on my base damage? Right. Or is that 30% on my top total, of my, yeah. my total? Um, it's a big I difference. Think that, 
I, I think that but what it might be is that if it's, uh, uh, you know, multiple spells, it sure seems like if you're being hit by three, it's just the base damage. But if you're holding three wands, mm-hmm. uh, like Harry is here, it sure seems like he is doing like 30% on top of base damage three times. So, uh, you know how Dumbledore was like born to be good at magic? Like, yeah. he's just like, yep. and Voldemort too. They're just like, we were born to be really good at this. Um, yeah. And our str- our spells are stronger. Um, we can fight toe-to-toe, but nobody else can fight us. Is there, like, mm-hmm. normal power? Like, if is there normal power like they're holding three wands? Hmm. That's how good they are. But then why? Like, yeah, but like then why don't normal people get three ones and just do everything that way? Well, yeah, it, it, that is the part. This would be one of those like. Wouldn't even think about it things like so many other moments in this book, right? Where it's like it would not really even care about this. It's a silly moment in an action sequence. I don't have to think too hard about it. Except that this is a story about the main characters hunting for a wand that is better than all of their wands. Mm-hmm. And it sure seems like Harry just cracked the entire thing wide open here. Yeah. If, like, does the Elder Wand... Does one Elder <laughs> Wand beat three good normal ones? Uh-huh. Is what I want to know. Like, how does that... What are the logistics of that? It, it, I mean, it, it is... It is such a weird non-answer to our question about, like, what wands actually do or mean in this world, right? And, like, why the Elder Wand is significant. Because the, like, oh, it'll win any duel thing is really kind of vague. Mm-hmm. Because dueling isn't what wands are used for exclusively. But, like, this seems to imply that if you have three wands, you have triple spell amplification. Yeah. Um... So Harry is wearing three death caps, yeah, and is it is casting, uh, his his AP scaling, uh, Q in this moment, right? He's is what's he's happening. He's Vigar, here. is what you're saying. <laughs> Harry is being Vigar right now. Uh-huh. Uh huh. That like is interesting as a concept, but like really fucks with the idea that the elder because like like presumably i guess if you did like wingardium leviosa right now he would make someone fly into the sky if he did aloamora i'm imagining him blowing the lock off at this point right like it sure seems like it would improve any spell so what is the elder want for if it's that easy i don't think we have enough information about yeah. anything <laughs> That's the thing. That's the classic Harry Potter conundrum. We have not enough information about anything, and the information we do get only makes things more confusing. Right. It's like it's sort of it. It raises questions that we wouldn't be asking. You know. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. If we if we knew anything about how wands work or what the Elder Wand actually did, it would just be like, oh, cool, haha, <laughs> he fired three wands. That's crazy. But like. I mean, it really is just, like, the ultimate manifestation of, like, wands are just guns now. Yeah. Like, this is this is Harry just dual-wielding, basically. I mean, frankly, right? you shouldn't just be able to pick up three wands and shoot a triple spell. Like, I'm sorry. That's so stupid. It's stupid. You stu- can't do that. It, and it is, it is, 
it, it just runs completely counter to the entire thing that has been like the driving conflict between Harry and Hermione this whole book. Which is like, yeah, you broke my wand and now I have to use a crappy wand that isn't mine. Well, now here he is using three wands that aren't his and it like, it, it fucking crits. Like, what what is the... Isn't Greyback is like, the, spe- like especially sort of immune to spells too because he's a werewolf? Or did I yeah, make that up? Yeah, isn't there some stuff in book six about the spells kind of bouncing off him because yeah, he's so huge? Yeah, something like that. I think, I think that happened. That could, be, that could be fan fiction poisoning, but I think that happened. I'm trying to remember. If that's real or if that's something I read in like a fan lore thing on Reddit. Yeah. Either way, it is it is absolute nonsense. Can you so like obviously you can go and buy a wand. Yeah. I mean, and we know like people like people's wands break and you go and have to buy a new one and you can use secondhand wands, but they're not as good. But also the wand chooses the wizard, right? Like the implication is you go to Ollivander's and you find the one wand that is like mm-hmm. yours. Yeah. Can you be like, okay, I want another one. Like, okay, I found <laughs> right. like, okay. Well, they're so cheap, right? They're they're only like seven sickles or whatever. So like, I guess they're like government subsidized or something. Can you buy like three? Can you go in and be like, I'm here to buy three wands? Just put 50 galleons down on the table and be like, I want to go through all of them. And I'm going to take all the ones that choose me. Will a wand choose you if you've already been chosen by a wand that still works? Or These are all fascinating questions for an author who could have written a very interesting book about Harry Potter. You could establish some meaning, perhaps. <laughs> establish some themes, some meaning. Yeah, that'd be great. Absolutely um, not. Could you make a Gatling gun out of a bunch of wands? Does it like Do you have to be- I was going to say does it like sap your power like if you if you went around and you like just like like you're not supposed to do a sparkler is where you like strap them all together and then you <laughs> let, and you get like a fireball right if you were like to to strap three wands together that you went and bought at Ollivander's and you were to just cast spells like normal all day but they're all triple spells like does that tire you out cuz i feel like <laughs> you have no like, you have like post post nut clarity <laughs> 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 Just like you have three ones oh, in each hand, and you're like, you're like, this is great, and then you just blast <laughs> you're like Expelliarmus out or something. You're like, ah, oh, I'm done, <laughs> done for the day. Yeah, like that. <laughs> could could, Mo- could Molly make like a really nice like, um. You know, like, 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 could she get into like, um, like, uh, uh, fancy restaurant food preparation by having three wands with different sauces in and sort of Ooh. like squirt them out that way? Like, like or like, like, you know, cake mixing, maybe, right. like, you know, cake decorating. You've got like, ooh, I've got like a blend here yeah. of different, of different colors uh-huh. to really make this cake pop. <laughs> oh, post spell clarity. That's what I'm. That's that's the lore I am settling on being real. Yeah, I like that if you a run lot. Out of, if you run out of mana, you're just like, I'm good. I'm done. <laughs> Have you ever casted so many spells you had an outer body experience? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, God. 
Um, so anyway, Dobby dies. Yeah. Uh, they teleport away from the gunfight. And <laughs> Bellatrix, I guess, does a cool knife trick that we don't see. And throws <laughs> throws the knife into the... Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think knife throwing is really hard. Yeah. Like, I don't, yeah, think, I think, that, well, I don't think that's just... If you're... Per- like if I had a knife right now and I tried to like throw it to stick it in a wall, I feel like 99% I'm not going to pull it off. Probably not. It's probably going to like just clang against the wall or uh, it's going to like cut the wall, but it like it's not going to stick. Yeah. And also lots throwing of knives have a different like weight balance to them. Yes. Too, right. Because it's like you because otherwise yes. the handle is going to go forward. Yeah, yeah, the ha- the handle is usually heavier than the blade on a lot of knives, and it would just make it not uh, not work like that. And I know Dobby is a little guy. Yeah. But, but the implication is also that she is throwing a knife and, like, catching him in the chest, and it's stabbing. Yeah. That's real nasty. That's one crazy lady. That's one crazy lady. I, here's my issue with it. Okay. Um, which is that... Uh, Hermione at the beginning of this book shoved a bunch of essence of Dittany into her bag and said, damn, if one of us gets stabbed, this will be very handy. I, the only thing I can think is that it just must have caught him like right in the right in the heart. Just goozle him right in the heart. Like That's dead instantly. It. Except he's yeah. kind of I, I, like it's, and he's still pretty lucid for a second. For like a, yeah, <laughs> but I think he might have just been lucid for a second and then was dead. Yeah. Yeah, he got got. He got got um, big time. Big time. Yeah, she another crit uh, <laughs> here. Um, maybe the knife Harry was, was enchanted. Like maybe it's an enchanted yeah. throwing knife. Harry was Vigar. Uh, Bellatrix was I don't know Quinn. Katarina Just stacking, stacking, stacking crit. Yeah, uh, I think Qu- I abstract. think Quinn builds Bork right now. Oh really? Yeah. She she going top. I could be wrong these though. Days? Yeah, um, Dobby is a funny little guy. Yeah, and I love him with all my heart, uh-huh. and and I'm sad to see him die. Uh-huh. But I just can't <laughs> shake uh-huh. the fact that one, his story was over, and that this is immediately transparently like a heartstring tug thing, you know, and and, and like I mean, and that's not inherently bad or anything, but like it's just like. I'm pulling a cute, innocent character everyone liked to get fucking We murdered. already had Hedwig get blown up in this book. <laughs> Hedwig fucking exploded in this book. <laughs> Not only that, like, the way this is written is so unlike any other death in this series. Yeah. It borders on comedy mm-hmm. to me. I feel like we said that about Dumbledore's death as well. That's true. Dumb- well, okay, but like Dumbledore, it's at least somewhat earned, right? Because it's like, well, it's Dumbledore. He's been like a fixture of the, the series. He's like a he's like a you know a character that everyone loves, who has some importance to the overall story continuing. Whereas, I'm like, it's very honestly, it was the other way. I think for for Dumbledore, where it was like, I think she was kind of feeling herself a little bit writing Dumbledore's death, but mostly it was hilarious that he just kind of got ragdolled off the castle. <laughs> Like in Gary's mod, but like here, it's more like Dobby. Dobby got the most beautiful, poignant, uh, uh, wistful, poetic send off 
here. And I guess it's, I guess the answer, I think she's talked about this a lot where it's like, oh, Dobby is just, you know, he's a symbol of innocence or whatever. Is he? Or whatever. That's what she, I, I think Isn't this is what she's. is he just an adult man? Like, I, oh, I remember what it was. It was Hedwig. It was not Dobby. It was Hedwig that she said was the loss of innocence. Hedwig's an owl. <laughs> Harry was never. I, okay. J.K. Rowling has said previously the loss of Hedwig represented a loss of innocence and security. Okay, but Harry's parents were, like, murdered while he was a baby, so... (laughs) I I thought that was good enough, but... Guess not. Yeah, I guess not. Um, But yeah, it's it's really just, like, it, it is so surreal to read this death scene for a completely minor comic relief character that ends with the line, and I just, I could not handle the, like... The eyes, the eyes reflected the stars they could no longer see thing. Very, very full. Like, Sirius didn't get this. No. Sirius just kind of got owned and fell into a, into a curtain and died. Yeah. Uh, Dobby, Dobby gets a little poem written about him. Which, I mean, he deserves because he's Dobby and I love him. But, like, goddamn. It's, it's, like, really intense in a weird way. And I, and I guess, like. What gets me about it, obviously we love Dobby. I mean, this, obviously this is a tearjerker for us. Mm-hmm. What does Dobby mean to Harry? Because this is Harry's perspective where he's like, ah, Dobby can no longer see the stars. And I'm not saying that Harry wouldn't be sad or mm-hmm. upset at like the idea that Dobby would die. But what is, what is, what does Harry think of Dobby? To give him such a poetic send-off. He mostly just kind of thinks of him as a tool, really. Which is what makes the, like, oh, it could have been creature thing make more sense, right? Mm -hmm. In fact, I mean, personally, if I was writing, if it was creature, creature lives. Neither house elf dies. Um, But, like, if one of them has to die, it would be like, hey, Harry, you treat people like tools. uh, Like, regardless of whether or not they're like... Right. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> it's perfect. Right. Yeah. But instead, there's this weird assumption throughout these books that kind of like everyone likes Harry ambiently. Mm-hmm. Like I'm always thinking about how in book two and just for book two, Harry and nearly headless Nick are pals. Yeah. And it's like, where did that come from? Where did that go? Uh, and the answer is nowhere. It was just there because it served the story. Um, it, it, there wasn't a meaningful relationship for Harry, but yeah, it's like, God, now I'm thinking about how, what a good Dumbledore parallel that would be. Harry just like leaves that would, and that would make him knock the fucking, um, Deathly Hallows quest off. Mm-hmm. Maybe if he's like, oh, you're right. I'm just trying to force you into another thing on my own whim. Mm-hmm. Wow. Fuck. It makes, it all comes together there. Yeah. Even if it was, even he, creature doesn't even have to die for that. He, he could just be like, you know, man, you, you just, you just nearly got us all killed, uh, uh, and got me and dragged me into this. And, uh, you, you, you don't treat people with respect. You just use them or whatever. And Harry, Harry goes, damn, Sirius always did say it's how you treat your lessers or whatever. And he would feel bad about it. Yeah. Like, creature could right. get like injured or whatever. Yeah. This feels just yeah. kind of cheap. Which I, I don't think I was expecting. I'm not saying I was expecting it to be good or whatever, but it just was like really a transparent, like, okay, cry now. 
Yeah, no, I, I, w- I went into this fully expecting to be here talking about like, you know, this book, book isn't very good, but I did cry when Dobby died or something. I mean, no, nothing. This kind of felt too obvious, too cheap, too saccharine. He doesn't even really... I, never mind. I take it all back. I was going to say Dobby doesn't say anything, but he actually does. He has like a big, long speech. <laughs> I thought he just says Harry Potter and then closes his Well, eyes. no, he, but like he saves them and the Malfoys try to be like, you're just a house elf. And he says, oh, that's right. Oh, before they teleport, he's like, I am, I am a free elf and I'm here to help Harry Potter. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I feel like that's supposed to be really triumphant, but it just feels sort of pathetic because I think at the end of the day, what I want Dobby to do is like live his own life for himself. Well, not only that, he had this exact arc in book two. Yeah. Like, we've had this big speech to the Malfoys, even. Yeah. I guess that's the problem, right? It's just trying to, like, have that same payoff. Yeah. Many, many books later, when it feels more like it's going backwards, because it's like he resolved that conflict, and so now what I want for him is to, to live for himself. And so it's just, he's just like dying randomly for someone. Yeah. That's, I think that's the part that makes it really sting is that like, it is a sort of a version of what I was getting at with like the creature suggestions or or like, you know, uh, hypotheses. But um, like at the end of the day, this is a minor joke character just sort of like being thrown in the line of fire for Harry's character development. Um, And it would have, mattered a lot more if Dobby was a character who mattered I guess uh, no no real better way to put that it's like Dobby has just been a flat comic relief plot device for a while and that's fine but like you can't then kill him off in this way and expect me not to go like huh hang on a second you just kind of like went back on the whole thing that was his deal which is that he wasn't like beholden to anyone anymore right it's really lame it's just it makes me sad for dobby yeah not because he died but it just feels so disrespectful of his character yep yeah well is there anything else in this absolute train wreck of a chapter or we should we take a break god yeah, probably not. I I'm just like <laughs> I feel like this is another one that we could just do like an entire other episode on if we wanted to, but there's it we it, we've already gone long I'm on just this like, one. Like there's so much bullshit with like the goblin sword, like oh it's fake and Snape and Bellatrix and the oh, vault yeah. Scott, and like speaking of speaking of people who are just like being used by Harry, not of their own volition, right? Yeah. Like they just like tell tell grip tell grip hook tell Bellatrix that the, that the sword's fake. Okay, oops, I've been tortured. Like Harry just sucks in this in a way that's like not addressed by the story. Bellatrix has to be so stupid here to make this work. Beyond any belief that I can have that she would just be like, oh, this goblin says it's fake. I guess it is, and also to never at any point become suspicious of Snape. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make That's any sense. That's the main sense. thing. Why? Why is it call dumb, call Voldemort, not call Snape? Right. Like be like, hey Snape, um, the sword is in my. Even if she didn't think it was like a fake or whatever, if she was just like, yo, 
uh, you told me this was in the vault. Why is it here? Right. And he would go. Yeah. Because then he's in trouble. Fucked. Yeah. He would be. (laughs) That's that's the real answer to why she doesn't call Snape is because if she did, the story wouldn't have anywhere to go because she would have solved it and he would have been fucked. And that would have been that. I just I, I hate to do that thing where I'm like, why did the character not do the right thing? And I don't think that's what this is. I think it really stretches the believability of how stupid she is or isn't like i just don't buy it just just like the triple spell thing it's another case of like i wouldn't care about this if this chapter didn't also bring it up and make it a question but like the problem that the character has like obstacle obstacle and like solution right obstacle uh we can't call voldemort because he'll get super pissed off solution i will call snape the second in command guy who I know told me that the sword was safe. Right. Like, how do you get around that? There's no way around that. Um, and then at that point, it's like Bellatrix has Harry Potter to turn over. Oh, also a traitor. Right. Yeah. I don't know. And like, <laughs> this is, I know that I'm very biased and want to see Snape, but like, <laughs> like it or not, Snape is like, an extremely central character to this book and brought them the sword and all this stuff. And I am assuming that it's going to try to make me sad when he dies tragically. So it might be nice if he would appear (laughs) in the story. Like, I think that like if he showed up and had to talk his way out of it or helped them escape or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Basically signs his own death warrant. Like if he helps them escape or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, maybe Snape should throw himself on the sword here instead of Dobby. I don't know. Right, and then even then, like, I feel like that's, like, sort of a mystery. Like, like I, I really, because finding Snape's memories is supposed to be the solution to this, like, seven-book-long mystery, I think that this book could have maybe played up that there is a mystery to solve there instead yeah, of just, like, yeah. delivering the answers. And if Snape had, like, shown up and like helped them escape and died. Right. Harry would be like, what the fuck? <laughs> he killed Dumbledore and he saved me. What is going on here? And then you have a mystery. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> All right. Yeah, like I said, we could probably do a whole other episode on this chapter, but we should pre- probably take a break and uh, let this one sit and just think about the memory of Dobby a little bit. everyone and welcome back it's time to crack a cold one and start the third segment Ooh, what you got i have a sparkling watermelon Lacroix. Ooh, i have a um sparkling raspberry bubbly Ooh, raspberry sounds good i've not tried a raspberry one before they're tasty that sounds delightful yeah the watermelon one's great because um I- i've kind of settled on two new favorites for Lacroix. Hmm. Um, watermelon and the coconut one. I've never had the coconut one. They're both really good. And I think the thing that I like about them is like, um, both of them just like, I I think there's something about them that works because they kind of have the amount, the same amount of those flavors that you would have in like a cocktail. Uh Uh-huh. 
Um, so it tastes less like you are like getting like a watered down flavor or something and more just like, yeah, this kind of tastes just like a pre-made cocktail in a weird way. Um, is the coconut one, does it just taste like coconut or does it taste like coconut water? Um, it tastes like coconut. It doesn't okay. taste like coconut water because really. I don't, to me. I, I've shied away from the coconut cause I don't like coconut water. So that was, no, my, I don't like coconut that was water my either. fear. No, it tastes, it, it, it has, it tastes like, um, it Malibu? almost tastes like a like a mounds bar. Oh sure. Um, it's kind of got that that uh, kind of sweetness to it. Um, yeah, not not coconut watery in, in my <laughs> mind anyway. I'm choking on my water now. <laughs> <coughs> okay. Careful. Um, we have some codes and keys to check out in the Wizarding World app, but before we do that, um, I would like to invite you to. Weave us a tale from the Reddit. I'm happy to. Um, this this is a post that stood out to me because it is not very often that fan fiction floats to the top of the subreddit. Mm-hmm. And when it does, it's you know it's the good stuff. It's, yeah, it's you know it's a crossover hit when that happens. So I was just delighted by this post um, that also kind of sneakily tries to fly under the radar of being fan fiction. <laughs> It's like a suggestion um, post. Um, this this thread on Reddit is called My Addition to Harry Potter. So I reread the series for the first time in several years. It was amazing going back to the world of Hogwarts and getting back in the fandom. Suspicious right now, to be honest. You know, as an aside, that is a post <laughs> that I've seen a couple times recently that's been like, I've decided to get into Harry Potter. And I feel yeah. like most of the time it's innocent. Mm-hmm. And but sometimes I'm like, I don't know. Sometimes like, huh? What what motivated that? Huh? Weird, huh? Yeah. Anyway, not this person. I think this person's pure based on this post. <laughs> Anyways, here is the one thing I would add to the series and how it would affect the series based off of a post I read. I'm unsure if it was on here or somewhere else. In the Slug Club, <laughs> I would add a Slytherin character who I shall call Jacob Everwood. Hmm. Jacob would be a sixth-year student who is an excellent defense against the dark arts and, ch- arts and charm student. He attended a few Muggle Studies classes early on, however. After his fourth year, his Muggle mother vanished. He stopped those classes after. So now that we have backstory aside, let's talk about why I'd add Jacob. This is so that we would have a good Slytherin student in the series. Finally! We meet some of the worst Gryffindors in this book, so it might as well... So might as well add that duality to the other house. He could become a sort of silent ally, complimenting Ginny or Luna, and even knowing about the DA through his muggle-born GF and Hufflepuff and Ravenclaw. <laughs> you can pick. I love it. What do you it. pick? Do you, do you pick muggle-born GF and Hufflepuff or Ravenclaw? Uh, for me or for Jacob? <laughs> Both now. <laughs> I can't say. Um, (laughs) So he would be minor in Half-Blood Prince, but his most significant role would be in Deathly Hallows. When Pansy Parkins, sorry for the misspell. (laughs) Why? Why? (laughs) If you know that it's a misspelling, why would you? I want to like calculate the time, the time value here. 
typing out sorry for the misspell versus looking at how it's spelled. If you well, know because the only thing that's missing is the O-N in Parkinson. They just typed Parkins. Yeah, I think Pansy's also misspelled. Oh, they put an E, yeah, extra E in Pansy. Sorry for the misspell. Gets them sent away by McGonagall. Here is what would happen. A boy remained standing still at the table as a few Slytherins whispered. Harry then noticed his wild brown hair. It was Jacob. He lost his muscular frame and it had a cut across his cheek. I'm going to fight. This is our school as well. The other members of his house seemed to hesitate before a girl with blonde hair spoke up. Me too, she yelled. Three more students yelled. Me too. They yelled, walking up to Jacob. The five of them stood there looking at the other houses. A few Ravenclaws murmured, but a Hufflepuff student yelled, We don't have time for division. Let them help. And then the scene continues. So now we have students of every house fighting without fan theorizing. If there's anything you guys want to change or add, I'm open to critique. <laughs> this is so beautiful. I... My favorite part of this, honestly, is the, like, dusting the hands off at the end and going, like, and that's how you do it without fan theorizing. And that's how you do it. <laughs> My fan theory, not a fan theory. I think this post must be what it's like to be really excited about, like, Joe Biden being president. <laughs> this is our country, too. <laughs> we don't have time for division. Let them help. This is, this is, this is what every, like, every, like, party line Democrat dreams of a Republican <laughs> guy doing. Of, like, they're, they, like, you know, they want in the middle of the Barrett hearings for a Republican to stand up and say, I'm going to fight. This is my country as well. Mitt Romney standing other- up to be like, I'm going to fight. I may have been working my entire career for this outcome, <laughs> but I'm going to be against it now. Well, it wasn't McCain, it wasn't Mitt Romney, but I bet one of them's going to do it at some point. It's going to happen. Surely. It's going to happen one day, I'm sure. <laughs> do you, how, um, we've got like two, three, yeah, two weeks until the election. Uh, over under on George W. Bush saying something about like, we, we need to heal the divisions in this country. And nah, he's not going to say shit. He's not going to say anything? No. Okay. I can kind of see it going either way. It's it, it really depends on how much like love in the press he wants. Or yeah. if he just wants to be left alone, I guess. Yeah. It could go either way. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I just... I, I was so delighted by that post. Uh, <laughs> a, a real gem on the subreddit. Um, yeah. Um, but we have some more codes and keys to explore in the app. I imagine that all of these are going to be very dry, given that we got a picture of Tom Felton and a picture of Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but who knows but who we could get? Who knows? So here are some more codes. Let's open our apps. Let's go to the globe icon and let's click secret code. And let's, and let's, let's explore a little. All right. Our first secret code is going to be diadem. Um, I assume that these were all house-specific ones. Uh, But let's check it out. Diadem. Smart move, it says. I'm so glad I'm good at spelling. (laughs) For a second, it, it like, lagged, and I was like, oh. But no. You found a hidden secret! And it's a picture of Luna. Your eye for detail is so Ravenclaw. 
I like the tap for a message, but then it's nothing. Yeah, the message is, I mean, I, I wonder, I hope we can find some that aren't these, like, intro house ones. Yeah, because it just tells you, look for more codes. Yeah, we've gotten three out of, we got three of them so far, and all three of them have said, look for more codes. Now, now that I'm, like, collecting these and unlocking them, do they display anywhere? Like, like that's what I would do. If I was making this thing. Yeah, these, like, achievements? I would, I would, like, put it on people's passport like how many secret codes have they found yeah maybe let's check if we go to the passport page your wizarding passport patronus house wand no it doesn't show it doesn't have like a trophy cabinet or anything that's really weird that seems like a gimme right like these are the achievements that you want to get mm-hmm I want to I want to show everyone what a pro Harry Potter fan I am. Right. Um. Let's let's go back. Let's try just for just for the sake of um, uh, completion. Let's do the Hufflepuff one, which is Badger. B A D. I like badgers. Badgers are cute. They're little fuckers, but they're very cute. Yeah. Ooh. Look at that sexy portrait of Newt. Mm. I do not like him looking at me like that. Bedroom eyes from Newt Scamander. And then it just says Helga Hufflepuff would be proud. What Mm. does that mean, Newt? Ominous, Newt. Keep your eyes peeled for more codes, and they're going to become trickier to find. Okay, thanks, Newt. Uh, And then the Gryffindor one is Balderdash. Balderdash. Oh, and the secret code said, you're no squib when I did that. Yeah, because squibs are bad. Squibs are stupid. But also the oppressed group in my racism metaphor. <laughs> Oops. Whoopsie. <laughs> oh, a very distressed looking picture of Hermione. She's running. She's running. She's looking a little a little worse for wear. She's been on the road for a while, but she's here to say, Ten Borns the Gryffindor. Tests of courage lie ahead. Look out for more codes, which may become harder to find. Okay. Well, let's see. What other codes have people found? We've got Gobstones looks to be a code. I hope this one is Snape. His mom played Gobstones. Oh, that's right. Is it Gobstone or Gobstones? Stones with an S. You're no squib. (laughs) Told me that again, too. I think they should rethink oh, no. that one. I hate uh, the dueling robot. Oh, uh, it's the dueling robot. Whoa, wait, I clicked it. And so, what the fuck happened there? Uh, oh, it took me away. It took me away from the code. Enter my secret code. Try that again. Did it bring uh, you to gobstones? It showed me a picture of the the order, but then I tapped it and it like yeah, took it takes it, it takes you to like the he- the header is gobstones and it's like three articles about it. Tapped. Oh, the Hogwarts Club quiz. Which was the best? Cl- really? This is what the codes are for? <laughs> it's just which, a new way of seeing the content. It's just a new way of, instead of the search, you have to fucking put the code in. Great. Perfect. Gobstones. Okay, a uh, new code. Let's try Buckbeak. I wonder what this one will show us. Buckbeak. Smart move. Wow, it's Buckbeak. 
Hey, look at him. It's Buckbeak. And another, oh, Buck another Beak. picture of her right. Buckbeak is very cute. Wait, hang on. It's Buckbeak, but the thing says you didn't think it was going to be that easy, did you? What are they talking about? Is that just a caption for the picture, or are they taunting me for for finding the Buckbeak code? Oh, I'm sure they're taunting us. Some secret codes require an eye sharper than Alastair Moody's. Some are hidden in plain sight. Keep looking. All of these just say keep looking for more codes. But there's like no end game for the codes. I'm going to enter the gobstones. Th- okay. I'm going back to gobstones real quick. Because that one does take you to like, oh, here's what the gobstones are. But if I tap the picture, does it do anything different? Welcome to the club. No, it just. Wow exciting app they've got here huh i can't imagine why the brand is floundering so weirdly (laughs) uh riddle is a code smart move now riddle us this it'll take logic to rival hermione's oh we got a special quiz for doing this one wonderful shall we take the quiz yes all right now riddle us this you seem to like riddles take the quiz what is, is the really answer a... to the Sphinx's riddle? Spider. Spider. What creature referred to in the golden egg riddle cannot sing? It's mermaid. Merpeople. Wow, this timed. Snape's potion riddle, which bottle allows him to walk through? Uh-oh, I don't remember this one. I have no idea. The the the, uh, the smallest bottle. Yes, it was the smallest bottle. Outstanding. Three out of three correct. Congratulations, you're top of the class. Oh, and there's a leaderboard. Oh, there's three questions. Oh, it's it's by house. That's yeah, it's a leaderboard. <laughs> leaderboard. Uh, wow, Slytherin kind of lagging behind here. Yeah, but the scale is 2.0, 2.0, 1.9, and 1.9. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> well, we've contributed to... Is that number of, like, average number of questions answered correctly? I... Yeah, wait a second. Yeah, average. That's gotta be that... it is out of but it, there's three questions so the average ravenclaw and gryffindor <laughs> answer two right okay so it's a secret competition that you can't actually track because there's no way to track which codes you've put in yeah wonderful could i if i put it in again can i just take the quiz can i yeah, see like, if you can see if you can real quick while i look for some more codes here let's see if you can like uh once again proving my my slytherin traits yeah, just take it again. Nope, it just brings me to my results. Huh. Okay. So, so I guess if you ever want to, if you ever want to check on the leaderboards, uh, uh, you just gotta that's take how the... you do that. Uh, Pigwidgeon is a code. The owl quiz. Okay. I is this all quizzes? Is this all? I'm gonna bomb the owl quiz probably. I'm gonna try it. It'll be an absolute hoop. How should Harry pay the owl? Come on, that's not an owl question. Uh, pay with the newspaper. Five knuts. Okay, I was right. Which of the following pets weren't specified as permissible? Uh, you can't take a bat to Hogwarts. Easy. Crushing this. Where did Hagrid buy Harry's owl? Uh, Ilops. Yeah. Ooh, ten owl questions. Uh Uh-oh. That's a lot. In which book did Harry find the name Hedwig? I don't fucking know. History of Magic. Oh, okay. I'm... Hey, I'm nailing it. Five out of ten so far. (laughs) 
What kind of owl did Malfoy have? Ooh, I don't know. Tawny? Eagle owl, I think. Oh, eagle owl? Or eagle owl. You were totally right. Eagle owl. Thank you. What? Who did Errol belong to? That's Percy's owl. Or is it the Weasley family? I think it's the Weasley family, but I could be wrong. Yeah, Weasley family. You're right. Correct. Who gifted Ron his tiny owl pigwidgeon? Sirius. Or is it Lupin? Sirius, I think? Yeah, because Sirius, Sirius. Is like, sorry about your rat. Yeah, sorry about your rat being a guy. Who where, who did Harry go to for help when Hedwig was injured in Owl of the Phoenix? Or Order of the Phoenix? Grubbly Plank. Yeah, Grubbly Plank. In the books, where is the owl resituated? North? Top of the West Tower? North Tower? Ah, oh, we West? fucked it up. It was West Tower. Owl Post Office in Hogmeade. What was special about Scops Owls? Cute. Uh, they're very cute. Local deliveries only could carry up to 100 grams. I do not remember this at all. I'll say, nope, local deliveries only. Okay, so we got 8 out of 10. Uh, I have something to say about this app. It makes my phone burning hot. Mm. <laughs> it's because wow. it's really high tech. Slytherin also tanking on this quiz. Slytherin's sucking it up. Yeah, what the hell, guys? Uh, Ravenclaw 7.2, I guess that stands to reason. Uh, Hufflepuff 7.0, Gryffindor 6.9, nice. and Slytherin 6.6. Wow. Uh, sucks to suck, I guess. Um, prophecy is another code that we can enter. If this is a quiz, I am backing out of it. Smart move. All the loading screens are so long. The prophecy quiz. No fucking thank you. Go back. I have an honest question. <laughs> yeah. Do people enjoy quizzes like this? I know there's like people that really like trivia, but I thought that a big part of trivia was like going and doing the thing and yelling out the answers and like drinking beers with your friends. Yeah. Is it like fun to answer trivia quizzes online? Well, the other part of it, too, is online, I think that these quizzes are fun for people because it's like you get a result at the end, right? It's like, oh, which which Naruto character are you, right? Well, like, this is this is just sort of a trivia quiz where you, you're not actually showing anyone that you know random trivia. I Yeah, I think that if every single one of these was a personality quiz, I would be way more invested. Yeah, yeah. Everybody, everybody likes personality quizzes. Well, and it's weird. It's weird how they haven't leaned into that because the, um, um, the, 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 why am I saying this? So they have Patronus and Wand already. Um, but like, what owl would you have? What pet would you take? Those are also things you could build a little quiz around right like yeah like, that seems uh that seems like an easy an easy go um anyway the sad news is that appears to be the only codes people have put online because i can't find anyone talking about new ones uh on the subreddit the last time anyone talked about this on the subreddit was 10 months ago They've pivoted to pins, is the thing. Yeah, but the pins come with the codes. And the... <laughs> ah, Do you think the what? pins have, like, special stuff? Like, because you have to pay money to get those codes, so, like, right. it better not just be a stupid quiz and a JPEG. Yeah, I I wish... Uh, let, me, let me take a look here. Let's see. 
so Twitter was actually like busted when we were doing the last episode. Um, so I think that our search results might have been inaccurate. So I'm going to search Harry Potter pins again. Uh, and go by latest. Lots of cuss again, lots of custom ones. Way more results than last time, but still all custom pins. Let's try Harry Potter pins codes. Uh, calling all Harry Potter Marvel fans. Nope, that's another another thing. Harry Potter wizarding world codes. Latest. A handy guide to the enchanted keys and see. Oh, nope. That's just the art. That's just the PDF that we read last week. Yes. Uh, more codes, new rules, an obscured letter. Any obscured letters or numbers are the same for each code. Harry Potter Wizarding World collection letter or number missing post. If you use one, please. Okay, this one looks like it might be a, a call for. Okay, well that website's down. Great. Well then. That was on April 9th, and then the last post from that, uh, uh, after that one, uh, is from November 14th of last year. So no one is talking about this shit. Huh. On Twitter, at least. Interesting. Huh. I guess, let me, let's try one last-ditch effort with the codes thing here. Are there any on the... Let's see, the Mina Lima article that we were talking about earlier. I'm just going to skim that real quick and see if there's like a uh, capitalized word again. No? Uh-uh. Nothing? I mean, I guess that they've said that, ooh, the codes will get harder or whatever. But yeah, nothing there. So this is a mystery. I, I'm i so thankful to our, our, uh, our anonymous benefactor for doing that research for us. Um, but the hunt is still on if you know anyone or where we can find like pin discussions, what if sort of like, you know, pin collecting subreddit. Is that a thing? Pin collecting. Oh, there's enamel pins, pins, soft enamel. Ooh, there's a lot of pin collecting subreddits. This might be a pretty fragmented community. Hmm. The top post on pin collecting is from six months ago. So that's not the, that's definitely not the um, the board to check. Ah, here we go. Enamel pins. Search Harry Potter from enamel pins. Sort by new. Nope. There are posts about Harry Potter pins, and they are all custom or not. <laughs> this one's hot topic. The most recent one is about a hot topic pin. So now, do you think part of the problem is that they made such an immersive pin viewing experience in the World Wide Web that nobody <laughs> buys them? Because like <laughs> I can if, just load I've up seen them. I have seen them. I can just get to the. I can just I go can to the website. Zoom in so far and look see, at those pins. I can look at the TM symbol on them up close and and realize, wow, these look like shit, and I don't need to buy them. Wow, I uh, oh. Oh, nope, it is. <laughs> I clicked, there's, I was in the, um, the Wizarding World Gold section of the, um, the fan club page. Yeah. And there's like, a, I moused over 
a, like a piece of paper and it like became clickable and I was like, Ooh, is this a secret? And it just blew up a big version of, I, I completely forgot they did this. You get a print of JK Rowling's sketch of the Hogwarts grounds. Oh yeah. And so I just got like a full screen picture of uh, the like hilarious squid that she drew in that. So wonderful. <laughs> they just make a pin out of that. Oh God. Okay. So the pin mystery continues, I guess. Uh, the codes seem to just be for quizzes. I hope that they've done more than that for, um, uh, for the people paying $60 for the pin boxes. Maybe they need to put achievements in the app. That's yeah. I'm shocked that that is not being tracked in that. That seems like the, the most logical thing, um, for them to, uh, uh, to do with with this stupid app if they're if it's just gonna give you a jpeg at least like give me like the pretense of it being i don't know uh uh a collectible i, I guess i don't know it, <laughs> it seems silly mm-hmm. well we'll leave the pin mystery for now uh but we have one more stop for our third segment which is halloween costumes yay um, I have some news about Halloween costumes. <laughs> okay. That wonderful Snape costume that we read about last week. Yeah. Uh, the one that we had definitely read before, but was a, a lovely return to some classic, classic literature. That costume between this week <laughs> and last week has been discontinued. What? <laughs> There's a big old discontinued sticker Why? across that page now. So, uh, I'm going to make a, I'm going to save this page. So it's, it's, it's preserved for future generations. We need to know about, uh, Snape's twirl. Yeah. (laughs) So that leaves us with three other Snape costumes on this website to (laughs) dig through. Deluxe Harry Potter Snape men's costume. Deluxe Harry Potter, uh, deluxe plus size Harry Potter Snape costume, and then men's Harry Potter plus size Severus Snape costume. What is the deluxe? Like, what is different about the deluxe versus... I wonder if it tells us. Let's open the deluxe. I'm kind of assuming that the plus sizes just have the same copy. At least I would hope so. You would expect, but no, they don't. Different copy on both of these, on all three of these. Huh. Well, let's just do the next one in line. Let's let's hear about Deluxe. All right. Deluxe Harry Potter Snape men's costume. Severus Sempra is the um, headline here. Oh. Many wizards have explored all sorts of magical ways to uncover an immortality charm. It's pretty natural to fear death. Heck, some of the most powerful wizards out there tried to trick death himself. That is what the novels are about. That is true. The problem is that such magic is super risky. Folks have turned themselves into stone, transformed themselves into really creepy monsters, and let's not even what? start... <laughs> I wish that's what happened in these books. That'd be badass. If there was, like, a fucked up monster guy who was like, I tried to make myself immortal. I'm gonna eat you. That'd be yeah. Cool. Uh, and let's not even start in on all the trouble that a certain Dark Lord created with his messing around with Horcruxes. That's why we really have to give it up for Snape. We do have to give it up for Snape. We do. He's always had a knack for creative curses and signature spells. 
<laughs> so if anyone was going to manage a less troublesome path to securing his stay, it would be him. In fact, maybe he did. Really, even after the conclusion of Harry Potter, we're still trying to unravel all of his secrets. We can't get enough of Snape. That's so true. I'm that not sure so what secrets relatable. he has, but I can't get enough. <laughs> we can't get enough of Snape. That's probably the true path to immortality. Being bringing Severus Snape to life in the best way imaginable when you slip into this costume licensed deluxe Severus Snape costume from oh, Jesus, that is a mouthful from Harry Potter. Our team of made by us designers cast everything they could into recreating a look that will leave you spellbound. The tunic and robe combination features a frock coat front, decorative buttons, and an inner pocket that is perfect for your wand. Mm. Keep your collar refined and you'll all all you'll need to do is practice that perfect gravelly Alan Rickman voice to make everyone scream Severus. <laughs> Some kind of a sexy mm. situation. Make them scream Severus, huh? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, and then the last segment here is Snap into Snape. <laughs> Bring a bit of magic into your life. You don't have to invent mysterious spells to make it happen. Just call out Severus Snape and transform into half the... Pr- Wait, hang on a second. Just call out Severus Snape. <laughs> People try to do that every day on Twitter and on the subreddit. <laughs> <laughs> And transform into the Half-Blood Prince himself with his officially licensed deluxe Harry Potter Snape costume. Make sure to pick up a wand to keep up your uh, keep at your side as well. Yeah, I like this. This there there are two ways to read this. Uh, just call out Severus Snape and transform into the Half-Blood Prince. I guess I guess by calling him out, writing a call out post, you become him. Um, kind oh, of a yeah. kind of an it follows situation. Yeah. Um, or are they saying that he's like a power ranger and you yell severus snape that's what i think it's like you put on the costume you yell out the name to like get you turn into him like he's a pokemon yeah yeah (laughs) that's i i I mean i love that i would love i love if he just walked around going severus snape to himself or something that'd be kind of cool but uh i mean it's a cool name that's new it is a cool name that is true you can't if i had that name i could not get enough of it that's for sure (laughs) (sighs) all right um there are some recommended accessories for this uh and they are i mean you're gonna need a wig right i think this comes with the wig oh deluxe uh, that's right. Yes, deluxe. I think this that's comes all there with... really is to it. So it's it's a wig and a judge's robe, really. Yeah, is what they're selling yeah. here. Um, but going through the items that they've recommended here, it's kind of funny because I I like they're definitely some of them make sense. Um, and then it starts getting a little hairier, I guess. Uh, so we've got men's tall black boot. That makes sure. sense. Men's black costume pants sure okay black costume adult gloves i don't think snape wears black gloves he doesn't no he does not wear gloves uh harry potter sorting hat harry potter (laughs) costume glasses harry potter lantern i am obsessed with harry potter lantern what is snape doing that he's putting on the sorting hat and taking up a lantern and wearing harry's glasses (laughs) These are all the things you'll need to bring your costume to life. Is he is he going undercover, perhaps? 
Is this he a, is a spy. situation? That's true. He is a spy. The lantern is it is a it is a little electric lamp that's made to look like a gas lamp. Uh-huh. But the way that you know it is Harry Potter is that it has the Hogwarts logo on it. Oh, okay. <laughs> just like they all just like they have in the movies. They're everything, always everything at Hogwarts says Hogwarts on it with a TM symbol. Oh my god. Actually, thinking about that, can you imagine? I would love if if the story was smart and good and Harry Potter didn't suck. Uh just the like endless wave of like because in this world, the only thing that matters is your job and where you went to school. Yes. Um, I would love to see, like, all the dorky merch that Hogwarts sells its students after they graduate. <laughs> the student like, store at Hogwarts? Yeah. At, at Arthur Weasley wearing a, like, Hogwarts Letterman jacket. Uh, uh, people wearing, like, the sweater with, like, the college- collegiate font on it. Uh, mugs. I feel like I feel like that would be realistic to have have shitty Hogwarts merch for all the adults to buy. Absolutely. <laughs> all right. Well, we've got two more costumes to read, but we should probably save those for next week. We've gone kind of long today. What do you say we take it to the close? Yeah. Our theme song is Hot McGonagall by Cheshire Moon. Huge thanks to them, as always, for letting us uh, use that as our theme song. You can check them out at Bandcamp, and you can check us out at patreon.com slash shriekcast. We got lots and lots of fun content there for you. We're talking about movies. We've got other books we've read. We've got Higurashi, a lot of When They Cry content recently. We've got beverage arguments. Really good stuff on there. Lots more than you could possibly imagine. And... I'm about to throw it to you for the what we might read next week question, but I also think we might need to make an announcement maybe here about a poll, mm. perhaps? Yes. Yes, we should do the poll. I am unsure whether the poll is... I mean, I guess we could ask this week. Yeah. And then... Well, you introduced the concept of the poll. So, people... More and more people have been saying this. Streetcast. Uh-huh. Uh, are you going to do the first movie in the middle of the book or at the end in, in, in two episodes back to back? And I think that our answer to that question has been a resounding don't care. <laughs> uh, don't know. Don't care. Um, but we're going to leave it up to you, the fans, uh, to tell us what order we do this stuff in. Um, uh, I would be happy to do it either way. I don't really mind. Um uh and i i guess this is just a fun a fun way for us to say hey what 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 do people want because we've been getting that question a lot for the past uh season yeah yeah i mean it's like would it be not like is it is it fun to break it up and have yeah. us do a, a, a fun little movie a cheeky movie episode in here or do we want to do we want to watch them back to back at the end and uh i don't care <laughs> <laughs> I will not be excited about watching a Harry Potter movie either way, <laughs> but it will be fun to uh, to watch and talk about uh, no matter which order uh, we do it in. Just I, I will cer- say my one I, I hate to I hate to put my my finger on the scale here, mm. um, but I will say that it gets all of the Dobby Dobby funeral memorial content all loaded into one place because I think we would watch the movie after next week's chapter. So that'd be two weeks away. Or do you think I'm wrong about that? 
I, I don't think it's, I don't, it's not so much that I think you're wrong about it. I'm just kind of, I think that the way that the movie does it is like Dobby dies and that's how the movie ends. And then I think that the next movie opens with like a long shot of his grave and Harry looking at uh, it. Oh, I thought the end of the first one was the grave. So I could just be mixed up. I I I I think both of us could very easily be mixed up here. It's it's been a decade since I watched these movies, right? But like I I pretty sure that like cuz the main thrust of the next chapter in the book, even though we do have Dobby's funeral in it, is all of Ander's stuff. So the story's sure. like moving. I think this is the like the like emotional climax of the Dobby story book-wise. I guess perhaps. either way, it's back-to-back Dobby funeral content, since we read Dobby's death chapter, watched the movie with the Dobby's death climax, mm-hmm. and then we would read a chapter about Dobby's funeral. Well, it might be it might be a good way to compare and contrast. Like, hey, uh, did the book con- do Dobby's death better, or the movie do Dobby's be- death better? And right. Then funerals. I don't know. Um, I, like I said, I don't mind either way. This is this one's on the this one's on on you the fans, uh, to to tell us what to do. Um, maybe I'll be maybe I'll do three options. Should I do like, uh, watch it this week, watch it next week, watch it back to back, maybe. We can just keep it simple. We're either okay. gonna watch it now or we'll watch it later. Okay, watch it now, watch it later. That'll be our poll question. Um, and oh, speaking of the Patreon as well, mm. um. We hit the big 2000 recently this week. So thank you very much, everyone, for subscribing. Uh, We are we've we've got we've got the Twilight thing kind of in in the works. Uh, Mm -hmm. Life is kind of nutty right now, so I don't think we've like nailed down an exact plan on that. But that is coming soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, Halloween-ish? Perhaps. Vampires for Mm -hmm. Halloween? Perhaps? Question mark? So yeah, so look forward to that, and thank you, of course, to everyone who is subscribing. And Liz, what will we be reading either next week or the week after, depending on the poll? Uh, chapter 24, it's called The Wand Maker. Who is that mysterious wand maker? And can we buy three wands? <laughs> can or no? I, if, if this chapter does not open with Harry immediately <laughs> going, okay, how many wands can I buy from you? Then what is what even is this series now? Does he have a sign on his door that's like one wand per customer? <laughs> Do you have to like wear a fake mustache to like go in <laughs> and buy another one? Hello, I I I am another I I am not Harry Potter. I am I am his Italian cousin, uh, Mario. Potterino. May I have another wand, please? <laughs> Well, regardless of whether or not you're watching the movie with us or reading along with us, please read another book. Please read another book. But there's a lady in there, makes ocean raw seem tame. Better know what you're after if you catch a eye. Cause this hot mama is just a cat in disguise.